0: Welcome, it's Talking Bollocks, yes, you're back, I'm back, we're back, the Bollocks fucking brigade are in the house. Yes, well, I'm in the flat anyway. Um, Hello, Uh, welcome, welcome to Talking Bollocks, welcome one, welcome all and welcome you who wish you weren't here. Fuck you. Um, So, this is Talking Bollocks, it is the Talking Bollocks podcast. I am your host Howard H. Smith, lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain, about to release a new album in uh, September of this year. That's right, folks. It's coming. Big announcements coming very soon. But anyway, for those of you who couldn't give a shit about that... Um, I also host this fucking podcast, motherfuckers, and I also do um, Talking Bollocks, well, Bollocks Radio, feel free to tune into that, yeah, tuning in, how the fuck do you tune into the internet? You don't, you just plug in and you go. Go to YouTube, go to the Talking Bollocks uh, channel, you'll find all these goodly podcasts, you'll also find the Bollocks Radio show, which is an hour of music and not much of me. So there you go. That's uh, for those people who don't enjoy my prattling on, which apparently is a few of you, which is fine. That's cool. It's not for everyone. Who gives a fuck? I saw somebody say, I gave his podcast a go once, but God, he does go on, doesn't he? Yeah, (laughs) I do. Yeah. And it's not for you, clearly. Um, But there you go. It's weird. We live in an age where on the internet, you know, if you don't like something... Not only do you slag it off, but you question its very existence and you also throw out that it's wrong and it shouldn't be allowed or whatever, as opposed to, yeah, do you know what, it's just not for me. Anyway, I digress. Um, I also do stand-up comedy as Keith Platt, keithplatt.co.uk. Does anybody go to websites anymore? You can find Acid Rain on all social media and acidrain.co.uk. Does anybody go to websites anymore? And um, that's it really. There you go. That's 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 all about me. That's all about the podcast. Um well, it's not all about me, you're gonna hear way more of all about me. Don't you fucking worry about that, you little bastards. Um so, hello. What brings you what brings you this way? What brings you by? Well, first up I've got to tell you, you can sign up for exclusive podcast and acid rain extras at patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith. Load of people will tell you it's really worthwhile. It costs you five pounds a month, or five dollar, yeah, five pounds a month plus tax. I believe it's about five pound eighty or something like that. Um, but once a month, you get your very own podcast, one that's separate to this. Um, I also let you know who I'm going to be interviewing in advance, so you can uh, give me your questions. This month's Patreon um, uh, bollercast is is an hour long. In fact, I think it's over an hour. And uh, so there you go. You get all sorts of interesting stuff. If you want to do it, fine. If you don't, fine. But come on by. Sign up for the exclusives, man. It is really cool and it helps me keep the lights on here at Talking Bollocks Towers. Speaking of which, um, this may well be the last podcast that will be hosted by the uh, All About The Rock. Um, I am moving over. Well, I think I'm moving over to another company. Not going to say who yet. Um, So what I'll say is, they um, they they're, they're limited. Um, uh, they they're limited by the amount of uh, uh, of um, platforms that it's available on. But I I think you should be pretty much be able to still find me anywhere. So don't worry too much about that. But there may be there may be the odd advert appearing here and there. Um, I'm not sure to be honest. I I am not going to monetize the podcast straight away. So uh, just to see how it goes. So. Don't worry, you know, I will still be here, you should still be able to get your podcasts. There may be changes coming, there may be trouble ahead, but while there's music and moonlight and romance, let's dance, whatever, can't remember the rest of the words, fuck it. Um, So just a little bit of a heads up there, little, little bit of a heads up, Um, so... As always, my friendly fuckers I'm in a very sweary mood As you can't might have noticed um, So, uh, yeah, I used to have Tourette's But I'm fuck off now um, So it's one of my favourite stupid jokes Let's get stuck into what, Howard? What are we going to get stuck into? We're going to get stuck into What has been happening in the world of metal this month? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? First up um, Ace Frehley says that he was pr- probably was the coolest guy in Kiss Well firstly, if you're claiming that, then you're not But secondly, when you're in a band with Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley If you are not the coolest person in the band, something's fucking wrong Because if you spend all your time around those two fucking air-headed, ego-filled fucks you're pretty much going to get a, a, an indication of what's not cool and what's not cool is being either of those two. so you know and all but I mean yeah it's it's just you know if if you're saying you were probably the coolest guy in kiss, then you probably weren't the coolest guy in kiss but also, let's face it, the bar is pretty fucking low, isn't it? Pretty fucking low for being the coolest guy in kiss. Um, uh, moving on, um, J- Ronnie Dio the, the headline, uh, the headlines about Ronnie Dio touring again. I mean, I know, I-, I know you're probably sick of it, and I'm sick of it too. I'm sick of going on about the fucking hologram. But Jesus fucking Christ! An interaction on interaction on Twitter with somebody. Saying, I'm going to see Ronnie Dio tonight. You're fucking nuts. You're fucking empty-headed fuck. You are going to see a fucking hologram. You are going to see a collection of pixels. You are going to see an electronic light show inspired by Ronnie Dio, but it's not Ronnie fucking Dio. Even on the venues displaying here tonight, Ronnie Dio, he fucking isn't. He's fucking dead. It's a hologram. Jesus fucking Christ, how many more times? Absolutely boils my piss. Um, uh, what, however, does not boil my piss, but it does actually make me. See how I managed to calm down very quickly there? It's it's, it's a it's a skill. I'll have you know. Um, if you want to, if you want to get up in a, a Twitter spat with Tommy Lee, it would appear it's very easy. All you have to do is slag off the dirt, and um, he comes running. It's just fucking hilarious. He just responds to absolutely anybody um, slagging off, uh, slagging off his movie, which, I just, it's just, it's just fucking, why bother, why bother, it's clearly not a documentary, yeah, and I think it was, um, um, oh, what's the fucking name, oh, man, has fucking memory loss on podcast again, um, whole Courtney Love, there you go, Courtney Love was like saying Basically it was just like Screwball bullshit And he was It was just like And she was just having a giggle at it Which was fair enough I thought But no In comes Tommy Getting all Fucking upset about it Makes me fucking laugh It really does The fact that it, You know he He's so upset By these comments Just cracks me up Something else that cracks me up uh, Saxon's Biff Byford On musical direction Of his solo album Yeah Yeah mm that's the solo album warning which means people who like saxon won't like the solo album even worse here comes the quote it's mixed in all sorts of styles that i like so in other words that's going to be shit um although to be fair it's uh, there's a guest appearance well um nick barker's playing drums um guy from Opeth is playing guitar as well. Frederick Ackerson, I believe his name is. Um, And he says, it's mixed in all sorts of styles that I like. It's about my voice, really. There's a couple of prog songs I wrote with Fred with Opeth. And they're fucking ridiculously heavy. And I wrote a couple of songs with Nibs, uh, Carter, Saxon's bass player. Although I like the... (laughs) Do you see what I did there? I took Carter and Saxon and turned him into Nibs Carton. Nibs Carton, which actually does sound like some strange fucking health drink, doesn't it? I've got uh, some Nibs Carton here. In fact, it's a carton of Nibs Carton. Just try it. It's got aloe vera. It's low in cholesterol. It'll clean you out of treat. It's full of plant steroids. Nibs Carton, ladies and gentlemen. Get yourself a carton of Nibs Carton. Uh, (laughs) And then he says, and everything else I wrote myself, I'm just saying now, I'm just saying now, right... I reckon Biff Byford's solo album is going to be shit, right? But that is just my opinion. I'm not stating a fact. I'm putting it out there that I think it'll be shit. I've not heard any, okay? So, yeah, this is is typical internet trollage going on here, yeah? I'm not sure if trollage is a word, but it fucking is now. Right. Basically, I am going to follow up on this. I am going to get his solo album. I am going to listen to it. And then I and, and I will either say, well, fuck me. I can see into the future. I am Nostradamus of heavy metal. Or I will say, do you know what? I'm wrong. It's pretty good. I don't think I will. But hey, let's fucking see, shall we? So um, also, um, uh the the uh, all the heavy metal news sites seem to still be full of Sebastian Bach, who basically seems to be out with his begging bowl, begging all of the former's me- former members of Swid, Swid Row Swid- I'm fucking <laughs> all the former members of Swiss Roll. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, Sebastian Back all the former members of Skid Row or Swiss Roll if you'd prefer. I fucking love that. Um, it's like I, 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 get, I think I get this from my mum because my mum always calls Game of Thrones Crown of Thorns. There you go. Oh, you know, that film, that program, Crown of Thorns. <laughs> um, but Swiss, skid Back, former. Skid Back! Fucking hell, it's all going wrong! It's all kicking off. <laughs> Skid back, former singer of Swiss Roll. <laughs> oh fucking hell! <laughs> oh, the wheels are coming off completely. I'm oh, sorry. This is. I'm. I mean. I'm, I'm. 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 Hope you're enjoying it. I'm having a fucking ball here at my own expense. <laughs> Skid back of Swiss Roll. Oh man, I'm loving that. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Sebastian Back of Skid Row, proof that I can remember what I'm talking about. Um, as bad as begging bowl out, he basically wants anybody who was in Skid Row to come and do a gig with him while he does the uh, while he's he's touring the um, uh, the first album. Most of them have told him to fuck off. He's managed two so far. Uh, Rob Fuso, the drummer, because everybody's really excited about the singer and the original drummer getting together. Uh, yeah. Um and so there you go and I know I know you're listening godless your bet is fucked you doubled down on it in January you said they'd get together it's not going to happen and um I fucking told you told you to your face and here's a really sad bit of news as well Segway Godless has moved back to the states back to Texas he's moved away from our, uh, from Ireland he's no longer in my stratosphere so I'm really glad we did the uh, the live podcast when we had a chance um, it's just a real shame that, um, yeah, I mean, he was nipping over it. We had all sorts of, you know, we, we did catch up quite a few times while he was over here. It's such a shame, such a shame, um, that he's, uh, that he's had to head, head back over to the States. But there you go. Such is life. Um, so what else has been going on? Um, Duff McKagan says Axl Rose is a super smart guy if you're gonna try and compete with him intellectually, you've lost. So basically it seems that Duff is on a mission to get his head all the way up Axel's ass. Clearly, with one eye on Guns N' Roses writing a new record and wants to make he's the one that he makes sure he's the one playing bass on it. But he's always doing shit like this. I mean, it's it's he's always going on about what a wonderful, great guy, what a super intelligent guy Axel Rose is. It's like fucking just calm your jets. Calm down. It's, it's it just looks a bit suspicious, man. And of course, in this first section of the podcast, it would be remiss of me if it if I wasn't to mention a certain Monsieur Dave Mustaine, who God has decided destri- decided to strike down with throat cancer. Um, because God will get the credit if it gets healed. So let's get it fucking right. I'm just. I'm just playing both sides of the coin here, okay? It will be a miracle, and it'll be thanking God and prayers that he recovers from cancer. So let's just make it clear: God gave him the cancer in the first place, okay? It's it, that's a that's a rounded, holistic worldview for you there, um, and. Um, yeah so he's um he's been diagnosed with throat cancer obviously this is this is fucking horrible you know news and and I wish Dave and the doctors who are going to cure him and the medical science that's going to cure him has been created by science um i I wish them all the best and I wish Dave all the best I really do hope he he um uh he can beat this and uh, and comes back from recovery obviously the whole album's been put on bit on been put on hold he's not the first person of course within the metal community. Uh, to suffer from something like this Bruce Dickinson also uh, did also When uh, they were looking at recording Book of Souls So that is, um, you know, that's a, that's a positive For Dave to, um, a positive role model there For Dave to be able to kind of, kind of look to And uh, who knows, maybe, uh, maybe Bruce has even sent him A, a little message uh, to say Hey Dave, I beat it and you can beat it too So who knows, who indeed knows So, ladies and gentlemen I think that's enough waffling from me for now. Why don't we get on with our first interview? Yes, Howard, why don't we? I hear you cry. So, without further ado, Stan the Man, otherwise known as Christian Havard from Zentrix, and myself having a chat just the other day. Right, let's ring Stan, shall we? Whose real name is Christian, but for some reason, Stan. To everybody in the biz. Well, and everyone really. Hello. Hello there. How are you uh, doing? Uh, oh, are you first? How are you, my darling? Um, yeah, I'm pretty good,
1: pretty good.
0: Excellent, excellent. You must be, um, well, pretty good doesn't really cover it, does it? I mean, you finally got the bastard out! <laughs>
1: I, I bet you lot thought we'd never actually do it, I and mean, when we did as well, you know, it was like fucking hell. I mean how, how long ago is it since like I played it to you on my phone? Yeah, four years must be at least, is
0: Well, I well I st- I remember. Um, well, you know, you were, the f- the first tour that we did together mm. in 2015 yeah, yeah. when we came back and you guys were playing a song from the new album through the PA at the end of your set that's right and, and and tonight i was thinking i i you know i remember that gig it was like october 2015 um there you go you've just played there's you know, there's a song off the new album and um yeah then <laughs> then chris left and it just all went to shit didn't it <laughs>
1: I a mean, bit, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's that done. That's that covered.
0: Then, isn't it? Should I, oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> I re- I remember calling you. I remember calling you um just after just after. Either I don't think you'd even announced it. I think I'd either I'd either heard it through through the grapevine or. Yeah. I can't remember, and I remember talking to you and just saying, "You just saying like, well, you know, I can't. We, we've 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 got a new album, but what the fuck do we do?"
1: Exactly. It was uh, yeah. It was a it was a, one of those moments which um, we well, I mean we we literally um, the three of us got together straight after that, and we we left it for a week, and then just thought, right, oh, we'll have a we we'll a, we'll a jam together, and then and then thought, right, what should we do? You know, should we should we carry on? Because replacing the bloody singer, I mean, it, it, it's 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 just ridiculous. I mean, guitarists are easy, aren't they? They're two a penny, you know. Yeah. bass players you, you find them on, on the street corner but finding a, a different singer and then one that can play the bloody guitar part i mean what well, we didn't even we didn't even try to do that to begin with yeah yeah um we, we just tr- we tried to find two people so uh it was just a luck would have it that um we managed to find him and it, it, after after disappointment after disappointment with other singers i just turned around to him and said uh Fucking, you can't sing, can you? And he was like, "Well, I used to in such a band." And all right, all right. I was like, "All right, okay, <laughs> give it a go then." Brilliant. And, uh, that's, how, that's how it happened. It was uh, it, he went away and uh, came back a month later, having sort of learned some of the parts of the old stuff, and um, was like, "Right," because I said originally, "I said, well, just have a go got the singing? You know, you can always try and learn the guitar bits after. Let's see if you can actually do that bit." He's like, no, 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 if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. So, yeah, I think he learnt three songs to begin with and then came up and, uh, yeah, it was it. It was like, you
0: know,
1: we, 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 we had him all along.
0: Yeah, well, that's but that's the attitude you want as well, isn't it? It's like, oh, you know, just try singing it. No, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and fair news to the guy, uh, fair to Jay. He's, uh, that's what he's done. He's sort of stepped up to the plate and, uh, you know, taking the bull by
0: the horn, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame he's such a massive cunt, though, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's that's the only problem. He isn't enough of a cunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't fit in with you guys at all, then? No, he
1: doesn't fit in. We're quite used to having cunts as fingers, so.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I well, it, well, if we're going to go that far, I remember the line you said to me when when Chris first left, and because yeah. like, you were you were like. Well, you took the fact that he'd recorded the album as a sign that he might actually be around for its release and maybe play some gigs. Exactly. Um, And I I remember you kind of like saying, I think he's a a cyborg that was sent from the future to destroy the band.
1: Exactly, yes. I've used that a number of times. (laughs) Um, He's just the way he is. Obviously, you've met him. You know what he's like. He's He's binary. He's one or a zero. He's either doing it or he's not. Yeah. He's not like in between. He's not like, well, we'll just do that sort of, you know, like that for a bit. He's like, right, I'm stopping on such a date. It's like, well, why? Well, because I picked that date and that's when I'm going to stop. Yeah. Mm, uh, right, well, we've been offered a gig in Spain. You know, that'll be fun. He's like, no, no, not doing that. I'll, I'll stop by then. Right, right. okay.
0: With a, uh, new, I mean- with a brand new album in, in the can as well.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just the way he is, it's not really, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I was frustrated with him, should we say, for a while, um, I haven't fallen out with him, I still speak to him and he still sends me texts and stuff, um, but, you know, it's, it's just the way he is, and I, I should know, because, I mean, I've known him for a long time, you know.
0: Yeah, um, I think I think, the, I think the word you're looking for is that it, 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 it wasn't malicious.
1: No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, and he, you know, he didn't seem like he went to another band or anything like that, he just yeah. literally put his guitar in the loft, and he's, he's like, oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this anymore, it's like, well, oh, okay, fair enough, if you don't want to do it, then you know, nobody, nobody, you know, don't do us any favours type thing, you know, like, just go off and do what you want to do, but it was frustrating for us at the time, and, and like I say, we cashed in a lot of favours, we spent a lot of time and effort um, to get this thing to that stage, and then uh, you know he, he he just sort of pulled the plug on it, and it's like right, okay. And we we literally didn't know if it was gonna get any further than that. Yeah, you know, it was like yeah. it was like because it's it such a such a um a, a snake to slide down. You know, we needed a big ladder, and yeah. it took us two years to find that ladder, which was Jay.
0: Well, I I the weird thing is I remember um I remember being on the ferry. When we were heading back from Ireland to play Glasgow, and um, and uh, and and Chris was sat, I don't know, he was just sat on his own having a coffee or whatever, and because we were all over the ferry, we were all in different parts of the ship, weren't we? Um, mm. In a various, you know, groups, and um, and I, I sat down with him and just um, we had a chat, and I just I don't know why, but I just kind of absent absent mindedly said, "So have you got you know have you got any idea?" I d- I don't know, I just remember I kind of like have you kind of imagined a sort of um, a kind of sell by date? You know, it was something yeah. like that. I put it in a really kind of sort of casual terms and he went, he's just sort of looked at me and he went, well, it's funny you should say that. And I was like, oh, is it? And and he That's went, yeah. yeah. And he went, and he went, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in between the, in between the last shows we did with you and now we've been offered a gig in Spain and, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to do it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'll have stopped by then. And I was like, yeah. oh, right. And I And I was, he was like, you know, don't, don't tell anyone and don't tell anyone I've told you. And I was just like, I was just fucking sat there, right. Oh, okay. Um. So I didn't, you know, I was like, I, I didn't even, you know, I. if somebody asked me to keep a secret, I can keep a secret. I've got a big fucking mouth. But when somebody tells <laughs> me to keep a secret, that's what I do. And, um... Uh, and I just, I was just kind of like, fucking hell, this is just really, this is really, really odd. And I just thought, I just thought, I don't know, maybe you'd, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd had a bit of a, you know, you, you know what bands are like, you'd had a bit of a row yeah, yeah. or something like that. And, you know, no, no, it was, it, it yeah, it was kind of, it was just weird. It's just weird. Because it
1: was actually his idea to get back together in the first place as well. Um, It was him that rang me and said, um, you know, listen, do you fancy, like, getting together and having a jam and see if we can get some, you know, get a few gigs and fire up, you know, get everyone back together? And I was like, yeah, you know, you're pushing an open door with me. I'm well up for it. And um, it was, it, 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 originally he was like, well, well, let's give it 12 months. And then 12 months went by and it was like, right, well, we've got this and this happening, you know. And um, he wanted, he's just one of those people that wanted to put an end on it. He didn't want to. He didn't want to um, have it sort of open ended, which the rest of us just wanted to see where it would go. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: he, he yeah, just, yeah,
1: you know, he, he wanted to have. No, I only wanted to do it for this amount of time. You know, and and that's kind of what he's like. He's just, you know, if I don't achieve this goal by then, then I will, I will kill it. I'll stop and I'll, I'll do something else. And that's what he, you know, that's what he did. But like I say, I should know this. I, I, I like I've, I've known him since I was fifteen. So, um, you know, I'm 49 now, so it's it's quite a number of years. In fact, um, believe it, this doesn't sound great when I say it out loud, but um, he used to pick me up from school when I was 15 in his van to take me to rehearsal. Um, Because he was like, he was seventeen. He'd got it,
0: this, because uh, white he was because he was a pedo.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it did look a bit though, was not <laughs> Um Yeah. I know. So I mean, you know, I've known him for a long time, but he, he's, he's, it was still it was still a surprise and a, um, made it very frustrating and uh, frustrating for everyone else as well. But
0: so so yeah,
1: it is it's amazing that we actually managed. Um to, to actually hold the piece of vinyl in my hand when yeah. it arrived the day before yesterday, I was like, Jesus Christ, it's here, you know. I haven't played it yet. I know,
0: I, look, I don't, I, even want, I don't even want
1: to play it. I know exactly
0: <laughs> where I know exactly how you feel though. I'm 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 like, you know, a kid on Christmas morning for the next few months until until yeah. I'm gonna until I get product in my hands. Yeah. You know, I've got a meeting at the label this week, and it's 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 talking all you know, all through everything, how everything's gonna you know you know this this release then, and you know then this single and blah blah blah, and I'm just like, God, this is just, is this really happening? You know, is this really fucking happening? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, look, it's it's awesome, mate. It's awesome. But I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to to find out. Um, with the with the album that I heard originally, yeah, that you played, that you play, and you and there was a, a certain extra track that um, I remember being played in in the dressing rooms in in um, in Dublin, which was awesome, yeah. which was fucking awesome. Um, and I'm just trying to like how so how did you approach putting Jay on the album? Was it just just rock up, sing Chris's lyrics, use Chris's melody lines? You know, or, or did Jay have an input?
1: Well, they were his; they were mine anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Mr. Uh, Presumptuous over here.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean Chris didn't play. He he, he uh, approached um, the recording. Um, I'm not slagging him off. I'm just saying this is how this is how we did it. Um, it was on my shoulder, so I I basically present finished stuff to him. In the past, when we in the old days, we would all get together in a rehearsal room. And you know the big almost like you know that the, the, you start from a riff and it would just spark from that. Yeah. And then maybe the next time you went, someone had written some lyrics and that that was that would, we'd all have our input. But this time um, it was it was more a case of um, I, I presented, I did all that work, I did all the donkey work, presented the stuff. There'd be bits that people would put in. Obviously, I didn't write the drum part. Well, actually, I did write the drum parts because we can do that with technology now. But um, Dennis put his own his own ones in, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's how it went. And when Jay came in, he wanted to put his own stamp on. There are some lyric changes. There are some uh, bit changes. He's got a slightly different tone to his voice than, yeah. than Chris. And, you know, I think probably Chris has got um, just a, a different range. Really, Jay's a little bit more guttural, I think, in places. So yeah, no, I, I agree. Like that,
0: you know, I agree. Uh,
1: things like, Things like that would just just naturally sort of happen, and and you you know you as as you start going through it, you, you go well, just try it this way, try that way. So you know, um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how it happened. It's, it's um, it was the same stuff apart from one song, um, the last track, which um, was that was the only song that. Um, we didn't record with Andy. We went to um, a guy called Jamie Gomez Alorano in yeah. uh, Milton, uh, Milton Keynes. Milton right.
0: Keynes, yeah, yeah.
1: And um, that was... Uh, I wanted to do... This was going to be the extra track. Um, so I, I wanted to go down the route of um, doing... Um, going back to the old school and um, all playing together live in the same room and doing it to tape. Um, so I asked him, I said, who would you recommend, who's still got a 24-inch, you know, two-inch real um, tape machine, and he said, oh, go and speak to this guy, so we went down there. And uh, so that's the only one that's like, we didn't do with Chris. Um, then regarding the, the, the track you're on about, which is that was the original extra track, that is on the Japanese version.
2: Hey, yeah.
1: The Japanese want an extra track. Um, yeah. So. Um we did it, we did it for that, um we kept it back for that one
2: awesome. um, I'm sure
1: it will get out there somewhere, you know, but at the minute, because it's not out yet in japan, so i uh, will I'll, I'll just leave it as i don't you know it, it is what it is at the minute, I'll not say what it is, but um, yeah, it's uh yeah, That's uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that if it gets uh, released over here somehow or digitally, but yeah. I don't know if it will, I think they're gonna keep it. Strictly for the Japanese market because, like I say, they they like having an extra bit on their albums. Apparently,
0: well, nothing's changed there. It's like you know, it's been that way since the dawn of time, and I don't think I think I don't think it'll ever change. You know, the, no. the, but um, I I well I I spoke to Jamie a few times because he was up he was up for doing our album as well, and, right? Yeah. and he's a he's he, he's a lovely guy. What was he like to work with?
1: He he's really cool. Actually, he's really laid back. He's a totally different animal to, to Andy, um, like Andy's Andy's very sort of, her, his production is very quick, Jamie's more organic, so yeah. it's like live drums, big sort of drum sounds, which work in some ways and in other ways don't, you know, but, but we went for that sort of, it's more like a, a live roller edge to it, you know, obviously because we played it all together at the same time, um, so it, it's, it's a, just a different vibe really. I don't know if it if it makes it better or worse. It just it's just different, It's just a different flavour of ice cream on on the album, really. So, originally that was going to be an extra track, but we, we we liked it, so we just said, "Oh, just sling it on, just leave it on, leave it as number 10, So, brilliant, it's on
0: there. Brilliant. No, that's really yeah. cool. And it, I mean, I, we've 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 kind of skipped forward quite a um, quite quite a way. Um, because obviously you found Jay. What was it a couple of years ago? No, you took you yeah. two years to find him. So yeah, two. So it's taken. Two years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's taking some time to 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 get the album done. Bearing in mind that that you know the the majority of it was done. Was there any was there any particular reason for that?
1: Um, li- just a, a little bit of it, him sort of finding his feet. So yeah. um we. we obviously we decided right yeah you you know you can you can then be the singer in the band so then then we started working through the album and obviously he doesn't live he lives in Bristol so he lives like three hours away so we'd have to sort of pick weekends and he'd come up and we'd spend time with him and then we'd go back and redo stuff and you know it it just took a while there was no real rush as well I think when you haven't got like a massive deadline yeah uh, you you just take your time so uh, because we weren't we did it all ourselves. Thankfully, we've got enough, enough gear between us to actually um, record the vocals and the guitars and stuff. We only went and did the, the drums um, in the studio. The rest of it's all done um, in in my studio, in home studios, really. Right. Um, which is is one of the advantages of, uh, you know, how you can do stuff these days. It's um, Yeah. You know, technology enables you to, to be able to do that stuff and then just send it off to someone and they can mix it and, Throw their shit all over it and make it sound good. So uh, that's what we we're doing. It, 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 like I say, it, it took a while, and then we do gigs. We've done we've done a few foreign gigs and a few bits and bats here and there. And um, it, it that would that would you know be down tools, and we'd be like, right, we need to rehearse set. So because you obviously have to learn how to sing and play a set.
2: Yeah,
1: um, which is no mean feat when it comes to like um, you know I, I, I struggle to you know that whole pat your head and rub your tummy at the same time it's like i don't know how he does it i don't, I don't know Ashley did it either you know it's like that whole playing those riffs and, and trying to bark out different rhythms over the top of it it's like how do you do that i don't i don't get it but anyway it it, it, it just takes a while to sort of like slot in and uh, yeah adjust to that so yeah that, that's why it took so long and like i say we're old enough i think it's obviously take longer and then when nobody's cracking the whip um you know it, it, it we sort of take our time and uh, just do it as and when
0: so I know what you so. mean I know what you mean though it, it is it is kind of weird when you don't have a um, uh, a deadline it's kind of like it, it it's a blessing and a curse isn't it because you, yes because you, you you can you can end up you know paralysis by analysis you can end up just kind of becoming getting to a stage where it's like no we actually need to finish this and it's it's that old phrase isn't it it's like you know no art is finished, it's just abandoned.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you, you do, you just end up going round in circles and going, oh, should we just go back and do all that again? Or should we just like, you know, and it's like, no, just leave it. It's fine. It yes. is what it is now, you know, it's like, it's, it's grand. So it, it, that, that, was, that was part of the problem.
0: I'm terrible. Um, I'm terrible for that in the studio. I'll, because what I'll do is uh, it, once, I've, once I've kind of like finished a song, listen back to it and I go, right, I'd like, you know, there's a, there's a few little bits I want to add here. Yeah. And because when, when I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's for the same for you, but I know I, I'm, I'm so focused when I'm doing it that I'm not enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? No. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not an enjoyment. It's, it's a job. And... I'm so focused and got the blinkers on of delivering it and each line and all the bit and all the resume. But then when you sit down and listen to the whole thing, it's like, great, all right, okay. And I almost, you start feeling the enjoyment then when it's, when it's done. But also, I, I was like, you know, all right, well, you know, I'd like to add a little bit here or a little bit there. Or I'd just like to, you know, put a, a bit in here, a bit. And so many times, you know, I've had people turn around, you know, like producers turn around and go, it's done. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Fucking stop it!
1: You know, it, yeah. I, I mean, I had to do that with Jay. He's he's one of these people that's going. You know, oh, I just want to try and get that word slightly phrased differently. And I'm like, why? You know, it, it's fine. It's 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 leave it alone. It's grand. You know, and and there was a couple of takes where, um, go back and do them, redo them, and then save the, the first one and go back. And go. The first one was the best one. You know, it was like just leave it. It's it's done. Like you say um but it's uh, the technology is uh has made that easier as well hasn't it you know yeah you, you can you know it was it was when we used to do our first albums it was like tape running and you just had to do it and you only had so much time in the, in those expensive studios and you weren't really supposed to go and sort of like keep dropping in forever on those takes you know and yeah it, it that 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 led you to that sort of like a bit more red light fever, which which was what we we, we tried to sort of recap, um, recreate when we went back with, with Jamie, you know, and try and get a bit of that going again, you know.
0: Um,
1: but you know, uh, Pro Tools is is great, and it's it can it can you know make you sort of do stuff, great stuff in your home home environment, you know what I mean, and and uh, allow you to, to be in that sort of situation where. You, you you don't have to go schlepping off for weeks and stay in the studio it's 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 like you say it's a blessing and a curse
0: you know well I I, I remember um, mixing I think it was like The Fear or something we were mixing it and we were in there with Uncle Bastard the producer and there was literally there was there was me at one end of the desk there was him in the middle and there was Kev at the other end of the desk and literally you know we had we had sliders marked with crayon yeah so, like, you know, once something happened there, like, and having to move the sliders around for various parts of the song, for things to be, you know, just to create that one-off mix. Yep. And, you Does
1: know... It, the, oh. Yeah, because it wasn't that automation. I mean, you, you know, you, you had to go up, up to those SSLs. I think we had an, an SSL for the second album to mix, because Cunny Bertie wanted to go. But the first one, exactly the same scenario, we'd be like, Right, you sit there and you push that fade up to that line. At this point, you know, and dialing in delays and all this, and yeah, it, I mean, you know, it was it was more of a sort of like a a dance than an, uh, you know, an actual technical art form. It was, uh, it, but there was something cool about that in a way. I kind of liked it, you know. But it, the the end product obviously wasn't as as polished, nowhere near as polished as what you can achieve now, you know.
0: Well, I, I listen back to some of our our old longer songs, and I just think. Fuck me, poor old Ramsey. There he is, <laughs> eight minutes later, fucking, you know, hit, hit going like bloody fuck. <laughs> you know, you just think the poor bastard had to do that in one take. Yeah, that's it, I know. Yeah, there's no
1: drop-ins on those buggers, was there?
0: No, I know. It's like now, first thing you do is like, is, is look, right, okay, you know, we can record the drums in two, three, four parts, whatever on this, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, Just just play, you'll be fine, it'll all work out. You know, yeah. whereas like sure. fucking hell, yeah, dropping in the drums. I remember, you know, I think one of us suggested that at some point on the first or second album, and like, you know, we just got this scowl of you can't do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. whereas now, of course, yeah, but the, I mean, you know, it, like you said, it is, it is, it is pretty awesome. You know what can be um, what can be achieved now, and also, you think, well, you know, would. Would your album, would our albums, have even happened if we weren't able to do that now? Because, as you hinted at earlier, the way we used to do it, well, we ain't got time for that now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and that that is a big part of it, really. Like, um, it's it's having having the time and the, the sort of like the wherewithal to actually get everyone together and do that, and and this has enabled us to actually, you know, achieve it. And I know that's how a, a lot of probably bigger bands than you think do it as well these days you know um that's that they they're, they're doing stuff remotely and sending it down the wire and you know people are reamping or whatever to uh, in the bigger studios it's 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 the way it's done the technology allows you to do it so uh you know as long as the the end product's good then it's you know the end justifies the means and all that you know
0: well exactly i mean i i remember um I remember talking to um uh, Gene Hoglan, when he was last last time I saw him, we were talking about, and he was saying like, you know, when you go, when are you guys going to, you know, hit the studio? Because I have to do the voice every time I talk, talk about yeah. Gene, and Very I was good. like, well, yeah, we, we we you know we're going in, blah blah blah, you know, and um, but you know we 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 want to try and get a, a you know a a, um, a less Pro Toolsy sound. We want to try and kind of nod towards the past and all the rep, but you know. But we're still gonna. Obviously, we're still gonna be using Pro Tools, and he and he just and he was just like, "Yep, why would you not use technology that was designed to help?" Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and it was like, "Yeah, exactly." Do you know what I mean? I mean, you get you you get you get the odds. You get the odd fucking. Especially, I think, with bands our age, you get the odd militant person on social media, you know, going, oh, you know, record it on, you know, go, go back and, you know, make, you know, record it badly and make it sound shit just like the old days. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's just like, I well, you no, know, and you wouldn't like it if we did that. Trust me, you yeah. wouldn't.
1: No, no. It, it, like, we, 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 like I said, we did that one song that way, and I think, we, you know, we, we pulled it off. Um, but if we had to have done... We couldn't have done a, a full album like that, you know. We spent like um, a month and a half just playing that one song. <laughs> it was like, oh, should we do it again? No, go on there, no, fucking no. Um, it, it's, it, it, it was it was an experiment, really, to see if we could capture something from the past, which I don't know if we really did. You know, it was, it was just a bit of a nostalgia vibe for me, really. But um, it, was, it was a good exercise, and it was good that... You know the the likes of shizzy on bass. He was four when Shattered Existence came out. Um, he, he'd never played on tape. You know he'd never had that sort of red light fever thing going. You know the the real spinning round, and you know he'd never played in the studio where all we played all together. So it was cool to do that type of stuff. But yeah, Pro Tools is the way, and you know that's that's how we're gonna if we get round to doing another one, which I think we, we may do. Um, And that's how we'll do it. You know, we'll 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 use technology to its fullest.
0: Well, I think especially with thrash, um, uh, it's 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 built for that kind of thing because it's so precise.
2: Yeah.
0: Because the one thing is like you know you you, you've just got to have yeah it's that it's that you know it's catching the triplets and everything else and everything being absolutely fucking tight as fuck. That's yeah. That is that's thrash metal, isn't it? That's always has been. You know, you've got to have it on the nose and anywhere else is no good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You've got to be careful you don't end up with, I know Andy calls it, um, laptop metal. Yeah. You know, um, but...
0: I call it video game metal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, as long as you're somewhere in, in between the two, I think people, uh, that's, that's the sound really, people like that sort of sound.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it, it's, um, there is a danger, without a doubt, the uh, stuff starts, starts sounding like it's being churned out and there's a loss of character, you know? Yes. And that's where bands start sounding the same. And I've definitely heard a few things, and not not necessarily thrash, but definitely heard things in the same genre coming out and going, right, okay, that's, they, you know, those productions are amazingly similar. You know, it's that, it's that, that, that cookie cutter sound. That's, I guess, what I'm talking yeah. about. Which, which obviously, you're desperate to avoid. Um, so, what, what, um, um, any plans, any touring plans yet? Obviously, you wouldn't be able to say, you know, say anything exactly. But um...
1: no, there's nothing, nothing for me to tell you. Uh, um, it, it's there is there is some stuff um, in the pipeline. Um, it's like I say, there's nothing really I can sort of t- to say at the minute. Obviously, yeah. we're playing Bloodstock, which is yes, that kind of fell in our laps, um, which was nice um it's kind of is is our sort of album release gig really we're, that's you know that's that's the one where uh, we're going to treat that as our big gig of the year which it will be um and finally get to play on the main stage um yeah which uh, is is quite daunting really i mean it's it's friday friday morning early friday before Death angel um so That'd be yeah, you know, be quite nice. It'd be nice to play out
0: there. I, I, I bet it's pissing down. <laughs> well, the way the weather's looking at the moment, that's almost guaranteed, mate. I know. Jesus. Um, but it's but it's it's main stage and it's and it's you know it's progression and that's that's all that matters. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's like Definitely. It, you know, it's it's like just that's the one thing for me. Uh, f- by the way, we we've, we've got our sort of album uh, release um, uh, planned. Mm uh the labels yeah. planned it. it is a label night and uh, and again i i can't say anything but suffice <laughs> to say it's almost the exact opposite of yours <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we're going to be playing somewhere smaller than we normally do um right just for the old co- just for the old school fucks of it but um i'll t- i'll 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 tell you about that when we're um when we're not on air as it were all right um Fair but um, and so, how do you end up? Um, how do you end up on a French label? You, anti- you anti-Brexiter, Remainer? You. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I know. I mean, if I'm honest, um, I've never associated France with, with sort of being a heavy metal country. Really, I think we never we never played France. Did you ever play
0: France? Um, yeah, played Paris um, once, but right. I t- but I but I totally agree because also. Why don't we name all the great French metal bands that we know?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Gojira and Gujira. Nobody. Oh, well, maybe. Trust. Maybe. Oh, uh, trust. Détente, hey? Oh, I don't know. They are. A thrash band with a female singer from back in the day. All right.
1: Oh, I don't remember
0: them. All right, okay. That's all um, right. I'll put, I've got a hood on this, Anorak. <laughs>
1: well done thank you Uh, yeah so it was a bit of a strange one and if I'm honest at first um, because I met I met the uh, the guy when we played we played in uh, Alcatraz Festival in Belgium with Ashley somewhere around 20 I would imagine about 13 or 14 and um, Laurent the guy from the label uh, came over and was like oh you know I run this label and I'm a big Scentrich fan. I'd love to put, you know, if you do another album, let me know. And we were like, well, actually we are, you know, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep you posted. And he's just been on at me all the time. Just like, how's it going? You found anyone, you know? And he has been sort of like just drilling it through. So when it came time to, you know, find somebody to put it out, I was like, well, there's, there's this guy, you know, um, and, uh, there was a couple of other ones who approached us. And, uh, he just seemed the most enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, he, he had his, had his stuff together and it was like, right. Yeah. I think, I think this is a guy to go with, you know? So, um, regardless of where they come from, um, you know, we'll, we'll make all the French gags, you know, with the stripy yeah. tops and berets and onions, you know? Yeah. Baguette, we're, we're baguette metal. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you know, and, uh, the hello hello you we're know, breaking them all the time. <laughs> um. The fallen Madonna
0: with the big boobies. <laughs> yeah. are, are you are you having are you having it released on garlic vinyl?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's a good. I remember that one. Right now. Down. <laughs> all right, that's <nice. laughs> one. Um, yeah. So, but, but yeah, the, the, I mean, I'm really impressed with how things have gone so far. you know, uh, with the with the press and everything, we've we've been getting. I, Inundated with um, re- um, interviews and stuff. Um, it, it's it's all fallen on me, unfortunately, which um, because people want to speak about the old old times, so um, yeah. the dark times before the empire, and it's it, it, it. There's no one else really can talk about it. It's only me and Dennis, and you've met Dennis, haven't you? So you know.
0: <laughs> so there's just you then.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's just me until. Uh, some people get bored of asking about Ashley, and then I'll, I'll sort of pass it off to uh, to Jay, really, to to uh, say a few words. But um, yeah, the minute it's just me talking about, and also there's a lot of like written stuff. And it's like I went to do your homework when you are at school. It's like yeah, I mean you've got five five interviews, like you know, to go through. It's like, oh, shit, yeah. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but you know, it's like. Fuck!
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sick of talking about this stuff now. Oh, I know the feeling, mate. I, I, did, I did a um, I I did a um, I did a huge feature last week for Believe It or Not. This magazine is still going. Do you remember Burn Magazine in Japan?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, did, they, there's a big thrash feature, and um, uh, the guy who's doing it contacted me, and um, you've never seen anything like it. The 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 amount of questions, but not just the yeah. amount of questions. Um, hints at the kind of answers they wanted yeah <laughs> I was just like um, i really don't I really don't do the having words put in my mouth very well um, I've spent 25 years on stage saying exactly what the fuck I like whenever the fuck I like this is um, yeah, yeah. it's a bit weird but you know it, it, I know exactly what you mean it is like sometimes you don't you find that when you get when you get a quest when you get a, a really good question or a question you haven't been asked before, it's like, oh, oh, cool, all right. I don't mind. I don't mind this interview so much now. Do you know what I mean? One question can can make all the difference.
1: Yes, a lot of them are are, are just asking. You know, um, tell me why did Chris leave, and tell me you know about the album and blah blah blah. But yeah, you're right. When you get like something that you haven't had, it's like, oh. Thank, thank God for that. You know, I can actually talk about something else for a minute. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, t- going back to the label. They, yeah. they have lined up a load of this stuff. So in that respect, I'm, I'm quite pleased. Because I, I was wondering at this stage in, in our career, what, what do record companies do?
0: Well, their their job almost entirely is exactly what you're doing now, which is PR. Exactly. Because yeah, ultimately, anyone anyone can self release a record, go get a distribution deal. You can put the digital, you know, the digital music in the digital shops, the physical music in the physical shops. But does anyone know it's out? And
1: you know, at what sort of level are people still buying this stuff? I know people still want you know, collectors still want the, the, the CDs and the vinyls, but it's nowhere near on the same sort of scales that it used to be, is it? Nowhere so, near, no. You know, so, so for us, that's like, you know, a, a, it's, a, it's not a lot of physical product. It's, it's, you know, people are streaming it and people are downloading it illegally and, you know, that's how they're doing it. It's, it's, that's the way of the world. So it, I, was, I was a bit surprised. I was thinking, well, what, 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 what do we need one for? Um, do we need to worry about if we get a bad one? Because, you know, they don't have to do as much. But, saying that, they seem to be pretty switched on. And they're, um, you know, they're they're throwing stuff our way. There's magazine advert, actual physical magazine advert, which is, I was like, wow. Um, They sent us some posters. They sent postcards. That was quite weird. They sent us, like, a box full of postcards. Actual (laughs) postcards with the album cover on and like, you know, on the other side, like, where you could actually put a stamp and you know, write your little message. It's like,
0: how, all right. How, how French. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so, t- I've know. got a meet,
0: I, you know, I told you I've got a meeting with the label on Friday. These are all great ideas. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: well, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, in there banging the desk going, where's our fucking postcards? <laughs>
1: Tentrics have got postcards.
0: Where's ours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, hey? Tentrics have got postcards. Where's ours? That's the fucking, That's the, that's it. No postcards. No fucking album. I'm taking my signature back. I don't want anything. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's it is it is mad, but yeah, it's um, I I know what you mean though. It's kind of like, well, you know, what do you do? What do we do? What do we do with it? We, you know, what does a label do? And and but I'm I'm finding that out. I mean, we put our first press release out about that the album's coming out in September, mm. um, and that has been. Yeah, you know, I've been amazed by the amount of coverage that that's got. But then all of the various distributors from from uh, companies from different countries who distribute for the label have come back and um, and said, right, you know, we want, we, you know, we want to do a native release. We don't want just, you know, we don't want uh, generic product shipped here. We're going to manufacture it ourselves, and we want to do different yeah. formats and shit like that. And it's like, wow, this is. This is you know this is really awesome and it's and I, I, I funnily enough somebody said to me um, oh you know are you are you um, are you are you bothered that the fact that you know your album's coming out out after is or it's coming out relatively soon after it and I was like do you know what I think it's fucking great because it all just shines a light on UK thrash
1: yeah it is good I mean and I think it's it's um, I think it's great that that both bands really have like managed to do it you know for you guys as well you must be like you know chuffed to bits that you've actually managed to you know turn it round obviously it didn't take you as long as us um but it, it's it is for both bands to, to be at this stage in their careers and actually turn out new music you know it's uh, i'm i'm very proud of you
0: Oh thank you and I'm I'm, I'm very <laughs> but I I am genuinely proud of you as well I mean you know we both we both know the shit that we've both been through I mean it took me it took me 2 years to put the band together it took you 2 years to find yeah. Jay you know it's very it's kind of you know it's it's similar um and uh, you know the 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 weird thing is the the moment the thing I always remember cuz oh they, do you know what else is weird as well you were, you guys were on the first ever talking bollocks podcast all oh, right right i uh, do you remember me coming with my laptop and sitting in the dressing room with you yes at the, i do uh, actually yeah uh, in nottingham at the rescue room
1: nottingham yeah with blomower
0: yeah and i'm and i'm sure chris even said during the interview you 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 know you're you're going to get back doing this and i was like you know i, I couldn't say anything at the time but you know Ram, Ramsey had just left and and so it was like it was looking like me, Mac and Kev. And I knew Kev was just going to be all over the place, um, despite the whole thing being his idea. Um, the, the only part in the reformation and then the rebooting of Acid Rain that, that Kev ever played was it was his fucking idea. <laughs> he, he suggested it and then proceeded to never make a rehearsal. In fact, the next time I saw him was when we were on stage with you lot. Uh, when we were right. on stage playing with you lot at fucking Camden Underworld, when he came down for the day, I, know. I, I know, know. But I I know exactly I know exactly what you mean, mate. It's like a, a new a new Zentrix album, and I am going to buy it, um, um, because I want that physical product. You know, I I want to I want I'm excited about holding a a, <laughs> a a Zentrix album in my hand. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. you're fucking better buy ours, um, and. Um, <laughs> Um, despite us both, and despite us both having given each other each other's albums for free, um, but that's what we like, isn't it? You know, it's you. I, it. I, I want the physical product. It's it's all yeah. it's all about the CD in the car, in it basically.
1: Well, uh, it's 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 great to actually. It feels like you've accomplished something, like when you actually hold it there, because it doesn't feel real until you do that, and that's that is actually how I felt. Um, so to. I mean, when it arrived and there was a box full of them, I was like, "Oh, this is like amazing, you know?" That and and the vinyl as well. The vinyl is, is I haven't even got a record player. I gave it away, um, which I shouldn't have because it was really expensive. But that's another note. Um, and and it, just to hold that sort of you know big artwork like that, and um, the the artwork looks great. I mean, Dan has done the art um he's you know he's excelled himself on this i mean i, I think it's, it's fantastic. He's the guy I don't know if you remember when we played that last gig in um Glasgow. He got up and played a song with us
0: oh right, yeah, I do remember yeah
1: yeah, that's the guy that did the artwork
0: well that well that guy was lucky enough to have um a number a number of members of acid rain wearing nothing but socks and their cocks dancing about on stage with you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he loved
0: it. I did. Oh, I know, I know. It was a particular <laughs> highlight for you. I remember Paul going to give you a hug, and I remember the look on your face. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> wonderful. That <Yeah. laughs> highlight of the tour. Highlight of the tour. <laughs> um, oh well, that's that's awesome. So um, what? Well, so he's just it, it's basic because it's it's a it's a really kind of like it's it's I don't know. I didn't want to say tribute because that's I don't know that kind of. Has all sorts of connotations attached to it, but it's it kind of is a nice tribute. Do you know what I mean?
1: You, when you say tribute, you mean like to in the, past. the style of Yes. Yes, it is. I, I mean, it, he's. I mean, it's a total sort of Ed Repka style, you know, um, album cover. A lot of people thought it was. We got him to do it, but um, when he spoke to me about it, I, I had the idea for the um, sort of the, the guy and being tormented by these demons. and, and he sent me this rough and it was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. And then it was him that came up with the, the idea. He said, oh, I'm gonna make it, the guy off his second album cover, just like, look at his tie, his tie's the same. You know, I'm like, fucking hell, oh, that's brilliant. You clever bastard. And, um, it, it, you know, he, he adds all these little bits and like all these faces and the demons and the bodies and in the sky and stuff. It's just, it's just brilliant. I mean, how he does it, I haven't got a clue. It's like, cause he, he does it all on Photoshop. It's all um, digital. Yeah. But um he does it with the you know, the the hand drawn stylus thing, you know, so it's like uh it's like a hand drawn thing but done digitally. It's 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 incredible how he does it. It's
0: fucking and he's Really weird.
1: quick as well. It's quick, you know. I mean he, uh, I found him through because he did the hell stuff and um he does Ailstorm and Glory Hammer and I think he's done oh he did the uh, Accept, you know the one with the bull on it? Yeah. He did that one as well. So well, uh you know he's
0: well, um, uh, when we're when we're not recording, I'll tell you the last thing I'll tell you the last thing that our artist did before our album. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I can't mention who it is at the moment, but oh, mate, it, it's just like it's hilarious because you listen to the names that he's done. Da- it's like this, then this, then this, oh, and then you guys. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like it's like London, Paris, Peckham. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Us being the Peckham in that in 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 that in the uh, in the Peckham order. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Very um, no, good. So um, so obviously you have got you all your um well you've got stuff in the works like live wise and everything else. Um, yeah, and you t- I, you must be when you said you know we may get round to doing another another album. Those songs must be, you know, they're pretty old now for you. Are, are, are you kind of itching to write new stuff, or are you just like, do you know, what? I'm just going to savor this because I didn't think this would happen.
1: Um, no, I've started writing. I've, I've got like um, a lot, a lot of stuff. I've not um, shared it with anyone. Else. Well, I've, I've played it to, them, but I've not made them made them learn it or anything. So I have to crack the whip and you know make make the lazy gets like get on board and do stuff. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's all there and, and there's a, an option, uh, listenable Bull took the option to do another record, so yeah, we, uh, that's the plan and hopefully we won't leave it as long, it won't take five years to do this one,
0: um,
1: but uh, yeah, it's uh, the idea was to, to, to make sure we got it all written, um, I would say this time next year we'll have written, there'll be another one written, Um and then hopefully go in and, and record it straight after that. Um, that's the plan, that's, that's a loose plan at the minute. Like I say, I'm still reveling from the, the fact that it, this red vinyl arrived, you know, the other day, and uh, i I'm, I'm been down to the range and buying frames to put the, the, the 12 inch, you know, <laughs> you know, to get it on the wall. It's like, we're in that mode at the minute, we're in sort of like a glory mode, so in the back of our minds it's always yep we're gonna we're gonna do another one we're not gonna we're not gonna stop straight away you know Um, we're gonna see how far we can take it
0: well the thing is I've got this theory that um, that we're not gonna you know we're not gonna retire from Thrash Thrash is gonna retire us
1: well (laughs) well I don't know
0: what will to tell you that.
1: What do you mean
0: retire on? Well, it's it, just yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, don't wish you any ill. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I just think it's um there, there comes a point where you go. Do you know what? These these gigs are getting harder and harder to play. Or yeah. I, I don't really feel like we're we're delivering what I I, th- I think we'll. I, I think we'll be we'll be at a point where we go. Do you know what? We should probably stop now, before people get tired of us and tell us to stop.
1: Well, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that'll, that'll be the case. Um, but it'll be down to that. I mean, it, it, it's 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 funny seeing you know the likes of Slayer sort of saying that now, aren't they? You know, they're they're winding it up, and um, whether or not. I think I think it's probably like a, just a few members that want to sort of carry on and uh, take it further. I think uh, I think you know that they're coming to the, the sort of the, where they've had enough, isn't it really physically? Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's I, I don't know how I, I don't want I'm not going to be doing athlete and put like a time limit on it. You know what I mean? As long as, like you say, as long as people will still show up. And we can still physically
0: do it then uh, you'll yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going yeah I'm, well i'm I'm just it's it, I never thought i'd get a I never thought I'd get a second chance of this anyway so no um it was just it was off the menu it was off the table for for so many years to be to be doing it again I mean if it, you know if if we did an album toured and packed it up it, it's been more than worth coming back. Um yes. and funnily enough, I, I I got I got distracted when I was earlier when I suddenly remembered, oh, you were on the first podcast. The story I meant to mention was when I bumped into you guys when it was you and Shrapnel supporting Overkill. Yeah. And I was I was stood out the back of um the Islington Academy and you lot rocked up in your van. And <laughs> and I remember I think it was I think it was um you and Chris or or yeah, I think it was you and Chris, and I think you wound the window down, and the first thing chris said chris said was so are you uh you sorting this out then yet are you, are you back together yet are you, are you gonna get on with it <laughs> and I just remember that I just remember that like oh, you know, just like oh, you bastards <laughs> <laughs> um and i watched and I watched you that night and you were and you were great, and i was just I, and and i you know I'll be completely honest with you mate, I was so fucking jealous. I was yeah, well. just, I, you know, that, that's the only way I can describe it. I can't say, and you know, I can't whitewash it in any way. <laughs> I just watched and I just thought i just fuck, I was so fucking jealous. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember coming away thinking, if there's any way I can fucking do it, I'm going to do it.
1: Hey, well, I, it was kind of the same for me, because um, I went, um, when Sabbat did all their shows, and I went, quite a few of the foreign ones videoing it for them and i was like i want this i want to do this you know i want it i want it back please can we have a bit a little slice of glory back please you know (laughs) and and that's that's what keeps you going really you know i I remember being 27 i think when we kind of sort of packed in the first time and my sort of outlook on it was i'm too old for this game now at 27 you know because it's You you, you sort of thought that at the time as being like a young man's sport, you know. Um, But it doesn't have to be, does it? It's like you know, all all the big four are old as well now,
0: aren't they? So. Well, I I think as you I think as you can testify, having heard having heard our um, uh, our new album, um, I'm I'm fucking way better. I'm way better at what I do now than I was then. (laughs)
1: Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, experience counts for a lot as well. Um,
0: absolutely, absolutely. You
1: know, it's um, it's it's yeah. It's it's some things are, are, are a lot easier now than they used to be. Um, you know, some things aren't. But you know, it's 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 a it's a balancing act as it, as it is with anything in, in when you're doing it. But um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, as well as well as the fact we we've got a few younger members. Yeah, you will have you will have as well, won't you? Then yeah,
0: we've and, got well. Mark is yeah, Mark is yeah. you know, thirty one, I think. Yeah,
1: well, there you go. So, uh, you know, how how old was he when when the uh, Moskin's died? Oh uh,
0: yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: know. It was, I think it, I think it, he was
0: minus one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I I was uh, I was twenty one when we when we split up. So um, and we're the same age so you right. went so you went on another six years with with, with Zentrix.
1: maybe 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 I was younger than that and maybe I was not younger than twenty seven then uh, i think we we cause we did we did well we also we did like um the album with a different singer again which shouldn't really we shouldn't we should have done it under under a different name really, because it wasn't really like a Zentrix album scourge um it's it's the kind of our, the black sheep of the family really because um, we got two new members in and it kind of, we let them sort of take it in a slightly different direction in places.
0: Yeah, but the, thing, you know, the you, thing is, the thing is, highlights twenty twenty. What you, exactly. you say that now, but at the time, you if you turned around to the record label and said we would we don't want to do this as Entrex, we want to do it under another name, they would they would have gone. Oh well, good luck with self releasing that then.
1: Well, that's exactly the only the only reason they signed us, um, heavy metal records who. I can say our heavy metal records are the worst label we've ever dealt with.
0: (laughs) And you were were on Roadrunner.
1: (laughs) Oh, they make Roadrunner look so good. (laughs) um, Have you seen the Viz um, comic strip, The Drunken Bakers?
0: No, that's one of the few I have not seen.
1: Oh, right. Well, they were the Drunken Bakers of the record company. world. it was like, they, 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 they were just terrible, really. But that aside... Um, it was. It was kind of. I mean, that was kind of an iconic label. Because yeah, that, I remember
0: uh, they had all sorts back in the day. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and they had their own studio in Wolverhampton.
0: I remember the. Um, lo- I remember the logo. It's all coming back to me because it's quite a yeah. quite iconic logo as well.
1: It is. It is. Um, and it's owned by one guy. He's, he's um, Paul Birch. I don't even know if he's still going but. He was famous for, um, he signed the Stone Roses as well. And he was the guy that, you know, they, they went in the office and sort of threw paint or something everywhere, didn't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, it was like um, which Find. They had that album cover with the, the woman with the boobies on it, Well, uh, know, on, in the graveyard.
0: Was that, oh, Witch Find a general?
1: It was Finder General, wasn't it? It was Witchfinder and Witchfinder General. Yeah, it was Witchfinder General.
0: Witchfinder General yeah. had to, who brought two albums out, both with women with their breasts out on the covers.
1: Yes, yes. And who were page three models, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... So, that, but that, would be, that was the only reason they signed... They, signed, they put out the, the album that we sent to them. Because um, we were like, we want to change the name. And they were like, oh, no, no, it's got to be his entrance album. we like, really? All right, then. So... And it it it's kind of not really as album. It's you know it's 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 still metal, but it's not really in the same sort of vein. It's a little bit sort of different and different style of vocals and. So yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking. Of. I think that right. sort of came to a halt in about when I was about twenty seven ish
0: sort of thing. Oh, well, well, from from Scourge to the new album, it's been many many years. You can tell from my, yes. the tone of my voice that I'm winding things up, and the reason I'm winding things up is because. I've got a load of subscribers, um, Patreon subscribers, um, who subscribe to the podcast and um, also subscribe to Patreon for $5 a month, kids. And I've got a stack of questions for you from Ooh. diehard Zentrix fans. So wow. um, so I'm going to finish the main interview now, and we're going to move on and do that, if that's okay with you. Yeah, cheers.
1: Nice.
0: All right, nice one. Well, look, um, thank you very much for coming on as always, mate. No, no, thanks for having me. So wasn't that just the sound of two people who've known each other for ages um, having a right old chat? So, um, yeah, it was really cool. Really enjoyed um, catching up with him. And as you heard at the end there, um, I had a ton of questions from um, from patrons who had all of their questions answered. There's another probably 30 to 40 minutes of chat with Stan um, answering all the questions and we're going off on tangents and all sorts. So, like I said you know if that's not an ad, if that's not an advert for patreon if that's not something that you'd want to do or get involved with then you don't want to be on patreon but if you do just 5 quid a month for fuck's sake what does that cost hey 5 quid nothing but anyway um so yeah i'm really i, I it's really good to catch up with him um obviously you know we we've got an album coming out they've already got theirs out um it's been it's been a real old journey and you heard in that interview about how you know the kind of the amount of times our paths have crossed over the years about you know about stuff like this um, about putting albums out about the you know what we're going to do with the band and all the rest of it and it's just it's mad it really is mad the way um, that it's all worked out but it's all worked out for the best and that's all that I care about um, so check out the new um, uh, the new Zentrix album seriously um, I've been spinning it it's fucking it's fucking fast i'll tell you that much proper old school fucking metal so um what else has been going on speaking of which in the world of metal what else's been going uh, what else been going on well uh, this is not so much about metal but this is i i've made i've got a note in front of me and it just says listen to new music you old fucks <laughs> and i think this is something that i've mentioned on the podcast before um <clears throat> probably quite recently, actually. But, um, you know, I can barely remember what I did uh, last week, never mind last month. And the point I'm making is just, like, Everybody listening, you know, if you if it does my head in when people who are into thrash, go like, oh, I you know, I I, I just listened to 80s Thrash. I haven't listened to anything since, you know, oh, that's all I play. You know, you just fucking. I've definitely said this on the podcast before, but expand your fucking mind. There's all sorts out there, and you don't have to get to new school thrash. There's all sorts of other stuff that you might like. There's loads and loads of music out there. There's never been a. Uh, it's never been. So easy to get music. I mean, literally, I get people saying like, Oh, I don't know where to get new music from now record shops are closed. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? I mean, f- there's no fucking excuse. Oh, I'm a bit of a technophobe. Then pull your fucking head out your ass and stop being a fucking technophobe then. Because the world is leaving you behind. Or why don't you just fuck off back to a 1980s little fucking pod that you live in where you feel happy because the modern world frightens you. Seriously. There is there is so much wrong with fucking with the internet and social media and everything else and the way it's changed society. Fine, I accept that. But there is also so much good and so much right that has come along with it, and you have to embrace it because it's not going anywhere. That's for fucking sure. So whatever you do, if you ju- if I'm talking to you, if you just just if you just listen to old stuff all the time, get get fucking out there. Get on the internet. Get on YouTube. Just fucking google like you know best metal releases of 2019 so far of which uh, a certain one is going to be sitting in the top 10 by the time it comes out in september <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge acid rains album in case you didn't get what i was talking about but uh, yeah i mean you know come on get out there I, and funnily enough there's me saying everybody go and let get new stuff go and listen to new stuff and then i'm plugging our album First album for 29 years, and it's not going to be anything groundbreaking, is it? Fuck it is. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait for you motherfuckers to hear it! I can't, but anyway, sorry. Tangent. Ego alert. Ego alert. H is ego alert. It's gone out of control. I better just roll back a little bit. Okay, so... um, Now for a statement of fact. What a bunch of egotistical, pathetic, fucking cocks that Manowar are fucking hell absolute fucking dicks um yep so as you may or may not know they didn't perform at Hellfest um both Hellfest and Manowar put out um statements um Hellfest not slagging Manowar off but basically saying that they were on site and they decided to leave Manowar saying that, you know, they'd come back and they'd clarify what happened. And now Manowar put a statement out basically saying that that what they're hinting at is that they couldn't get their huge fucking stage production onto the Hellfest stage. So they refused to play Um, or rather, not that they refused to play, but they're saying that Hellfest cancelled them. Now, I think it's more likely and it's just guesswork, but I think it's more likely that Manowar probably said, well, look, it's full stage show or nothing. And Hellfest turned around and said, well, it's nothing then. And so that's them Manowar turning around and going, see, they cancelled us. They cancelled us because they said it's nothing. When in fact, what Manowar should have done is pull their fucking stupid, massive, egotistical heads out of their fucking, hairy fucking cavemen asses and play for the people who were fucking there. But because their egos are the size of countries, they weren't capable of doing it. Now... I am going to let you into a secret. Recently, I met somebody from a record label that used to have Manowar on. And they said to me, off the record, admittedly, so don't tell anyone. They said to me, they dropped Manowar because they were so annoying. Right? And, and as an example, they, um, they quoted Manowar's demand, not request, demand that they be picked up from Heathrow in a horse-drawn carriage. You cunts! You utter cunts! I mean, really? Really? It's, it's it's just unfathomable how these guys can be so disconnected from reality. It re- Well, I don't know, they've been doing it for many, many years. They've been disconnected for fucking quite a while now. But Jesus Christ, pathetic, absolutely fucking, hairily fucking... I don't know, what, hairily? Um, you know, just a pile of loincloth shit As far as I'm concerned <laughs> um, So what else has been going on? Still listening to the new Ramstein. It's weird I listened to it today and it's like When I listen to it, I enjoy it But I don't think of listening to it I suddenly, realize, I suddenly remembered I had it And I hadn't played it for about Two weeks, and I don't know. Do you have those albums? You know, tweet me, tell me, get involved in the fucking conversation. You cunts, come on, get on Twitter, get on Facebook. Um, tell me who you want to hear from, but and but also, I'd li- really like to know who you know, what albums have you got, or is it just me, or have you got albums where it's like, do you know what? Every time I play it, I, I really enjoy it, and I remember what how cool it is. But I just don't seem to be able to remember to play it. It's just not memorable. It's not memorable. It's a good album, but it's not memorable. I think that's the point I'm making, and I can say the same for the new um, uh, "Prophets of Rage" song, as um, they've released a, a they released a, um, uh, a, a song um, over the last few days. And actually, I'm just I'm just actually looking for it at the moment. Um, yeah, "Made with Hate" it's called. Go and have a listen. Two minutes twenty seven seconds, and it's just. I just thought it was a bit, bit meh, really. Just, all right, yeah, cheers, lads. Yeah, uh, pretty much nothing I haven't heard there before. Um, But, you know, thanks and all that. It's pretty cool, I suppose, that you've released another song. Anyway, I seem to be running out of a little bit of steam. Why don't I charge up? And um, in the meantime, you guys can listen to an interview a chat with one of my oldest friends in metal. It is Mr. Edward Box, otherwise known as Ed Box, from Newcastle. Legendary, virtuoso, heavy metal guitarist and guitar teacher. Um, just after I left Acid Rain, I was in a band called Strange Thing in Newcastle. Lived up there for a while. Ed was um, uh, a great friend, still is, and um, loved catching up with him. It was really, really fun to do this. Um, and he's a really, really interesting guy. I mean, a, a, a absolute total... Died in the wool metalhead, and and as I said, a virtuoso guitarist. He's going to talk about a lot of his projects, and I I hope you'll go and find them all after this because um, it's just it's really worth hearing. It's it's really worth hearing the stuff he's been doing. Um, Now this is a rerun of an interview that I did and lost unfortunately when the last laptop went down. It was one of the only files that wasn't backed up, so. Um, this is a rerun of that, of that, but not rerun, but we, we just do it again. And on the Patreon section, um, I actually do about a half hour of movie conversation with him as a little teaser for the movie podcast. Remember that I said I was going to be doing, I am going to get around to it eventually. I promise. But right now it's a chat with myself and the metal legend that is Mr. Edward Box. morning. Good morning. How are you doing, George? right? I'm all right, mate. On a classic Sunday morning, I was out um, gigging till late last night.
3: Were well, you? Yeah, I only got up um, about 20 minutes ago.
0: Well, it's funny. 25
3: minutes. I slept <laughs> in like a... Like, oh, God. I had a shower, of coffee.
0: I was like, oh, it's Well, it's funny you should say that, because um, I think we must have woken up at virtually the exact same time. <laughs>
2: Both of our
3: voices sound go kind of, oh. uh,
0: yeah yeah so uh, this 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 is a great podcast, isn't it to two old blokes yeah. two old blokes celebrate <laughs> sleeping in
3: <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I used to sleep in this summer recently, I've been you know waking up at eight o'clock or half seven I just can't sleep anymore, literally ever a day in my life where I can sleep six hours and then you know I just can't get more sleep, you know it's uh, you're so sleep, I don't you... know what happened last night,
0: but anyway, I've slept them all. Well, I well, you must have needed it, darling. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I have. Here we are, all these months later. I just um, I just looked up, and I think I I interviewed you towards the end of um, of last year originally. We had um, a
3: couple of them um, uh, chats, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah
0: and uh, and I, I lost them both. Um, they're
3: both floating in the ether of digital, ha- wherever the digital things go when they get
0: lost. Well, they're they're kind of they're, well, actually, they're they're I know exactly where they are. They're on a broken hard drive somewhere in landfill. Um, right, <laughs> but um, yeah, couldn't couldn't get them out, couldn't get them off. So um, so here yeah. we are, um, all this time later, and do you know what. I actually, I've. Uh, I was really pleased with myself. I was making a coffee, thinking, you know, right. I need to wake up because I've got to talk to Ed in twenty minutes, and um, and I, uh, I, I remembered Project Asagai. That's the correct pronunciation, isn't it? Yeah, that's
3: it. At least you, yeah. someone remembered it. <laughs> yes,
0: you've no idea how happy that makes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, because that was that was like you know uh, that just happened and um and I, I I messed you about didn't get you on uh, didn't get you on the podcast and then lost your interviews so thanks because some people would never speak to me again for that so um, oh, um, <laughs> um, so what yeah it died a death because that, that promotion didn't
3: happen it's died oh you're it's joking it's died I slow step now it's <laughs> <Yeah>. oh right <laughs> so are
0: you are you kind of glad I've lost the interviews then
3: <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I was doing that. I sort of, you know, wrapped that up. For, um, uh, I was talk of doing a gig or two, but I just kind of... It had gone on so long, I just kind of um, lost, them. Um, you know, just by the end of the year, and I'm not doing that next year, you know. we've um, got a few reviews, not very positive. I didn't really, you know, I didn't do a very good job of trying to get reviews. Basically, I just kind of lost, you know... I ran out of oomph at the yeah. end of the is you're recording. You're not doing anything, you know. You've got to do all the work again, really, once the whole thing's recorded uh, in different ways. But I just, I just haven't really got the, you know, the um, uh, network or whatever to do that. So, um, uh, yeah, I got a few reviews and stuff. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of positive ones, maybe, but um, uh, it was, you know, it just kind of, you know, if we did it. It was done. Move on, really. I think. Uh, to what I'm not sure, but anyway,
0: right? Because you know. I know I, I at the time you said it. It's, uh, didn't it? Didn't it all stem from just getting together and playing covers, and you ended up starting playing? Original yeah. What, stuff? what
3: What happened was we were in Vendée. We um Pete the guitarist said, "Look, I can't do some more. I'm moving down south to go and work on Marvel
2: films."
0: Which which, which, is a he, good which is a great reason, and having seen his name in the credits of, um, and so uh, dear listener, Pete is uh, Pete Thompson, who used to play guitar, or well does play guitar with Ed, but he used to play guitar in Strange Thing, which is the band that I did after Acid Rain, and he now works on Marvel films and does concept art, and um, yeah. I see. I've seen his name. in the, uh, it, it, the the cool thing about Marvel films is you you want to stay till the end of the credits anyway. But it's bonus if you stay to to the end of the credits and your mate is on one of the credits. Your mate
3: appears. Yeah. In fact, I mean, when he did, I think it was Doctor Strange. You know, his, his his credit was was in there, but it's kind of more more hidden than a lot of other people. But when did the Infinity War Endgame? You know, the sort of credits. It's you know a few concept artists kind of in a sort of smaller group. initially, he was in that, so you could really spot his. You know, it was quite easy to spot his name. So yeah, so he he did that, which is, you know, good reason uh to to stop stop rocking. Um uh, and it was like, okay, we we'll could maybe get another guitarist. Um but it was kinda of, I'd done it eight, nine years and I, I kinda of felt when it sort of run its course. So um we just went off and did some uh, covers, uh, carried on doing some covers we liked, um and writing stuff. Uh, you know, once a week in practice. And then at the end, uh, you know, for that period, after about two years, uh, we had enough songs to kind of go and record eight, um, which we did. Uh, and then was a little bit more right we recorded another couple. Um, but then it kind of got bogged down in mixing with it. Um, we, we had a mix that we did. Uh, but that... That just didn't kind of happen, it just wasn't happening and I kind of spent quite a bit of money and kind of got in the hole a bit with that and that kind of got something down, I guess. Uh, and then my mate, he uh, basically offered to look I how he makes it for you, but obviously that, you know, I did extra time on. In uh, that time I did another couple of tracks, which weren't that good really, with hindsight, I didn't really need to do those tracks, but we had time. Uh, so in the end, we ended up with 12 tracks, uh, but you know it taken with the mix, the the total time of both the mixes in effect probably taken 18 months, you know I would say probably longer, um, probably nearly two years. So, you know it just kind of got extended into kind of times that I didn't expect.
0: Well, it's it's, it's funny you should say that because I was um, I was talking to um, uh, Christian from Zentrix, and he was right, saying and
3: they got a new album out yeah
0: yes they they've yes. they've got they've got it out and um and bearing in mind i i heard the album when we toured with them in 2015 um right it was finished and mixed and it's only and it's only just come out because they lost the you know they lost the singer so there to re- find a replacement and then and then he had to kind of like you know learn all the new stuff and then do it so um right
3: And the, the singer what happened to the other singer
0: uh, he just left um, he left, right, yeah. right, but 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 funnily enough, the conversation that we that, that we were having was like he said, well, there was no rush, you know, there was no there was there, there was never a deadline, and it's yeah, and it's like yeah. sometimes you sometimes you do need that deadline because otherwise you just fall into the trap of yeah. just constantly well paralysis by analysis, basically.
3: Yeah, absolutely, that's a perfect phrase, and I kept changing my mind. You know, you start to change your mind and out your mind, and then you change your mind about tiles. It's almost like. It's difficult when you've got like that. Like you made a decision, and you live with that, and then later down the line you are sort of like, oh, why did we do that? Oh, I should have done that. But yeah, because when you've got more time, in the end, sometimes it's not better. What you do, it's just different, you know. Um, and I think that's um that's that's a true thing, you know, when it's protracted.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, like you say, you you start second guessing yourself, and and I think sometimes as well, you kind of. You, you you almost forget what the purpose was of starting out in the first place. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it, it's yeah. Like, you know, it's like it's like going it's like going on a long journey and you set off knowing your destination, but then like on your way there, you keep stopping off and going. Well, actually, should we should we go a different route? You know, should we go somewhere else so Shall Should we go and see that abandoned
3: church? <laughs> okay, we'll go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing was with the um. You know, I said I did an extra couple of tracks because we had time, and it came with hindsight. It's sort of like, well, what you need to do is kind of go right. I've got these twelve tracks, but we need to take a couple of these out, Uh, so we've got the best tracks. But how do you decide that? You can't see the wood from the trees, you know. Yeah. And then you you probably need like some mates to come out, a little focus group, and all. You think but people's opinions always be different, you know. Um. But the last couple of tracks I did, I kind of uh, I worked hard, you know, writing. I had the ideas, but I wrote them, you know, over a, a few weeks period and got them kind of rehearsed and recorded in a kind of seven week period. I really blitzed it. I put like 100 percent into it, but it just kind of came up as kind of net tracks, really. Um, but that was quite interesting in itself because I've not really done that before. Um, but I don't do home recording, you know, I'm, I'm a technophobe, so, you know, i got to go out, uh, I'll go over a mate to maybe help us kind of demo an idea, but um, I'll you know go to actual studios, you know. Right. Um, but um, the, the problem with, with those now um, is a lot of studios now are rehearsal studios as well, because of the economics of things. So, you know, when you can get in a studio, uh, it's kind of all right, like, can we come at this time? Well, we can't, because there's a band in rehearsing and things like that, you know. Um, it's actually quite hard to find what I call a studio studio um, uh, that, um, that can run itself solely as that now. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's, it's out there, you know, it's on the usual streaming platforms, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, uh um, what's the other one's title? You know, um, yeah. basically, it's oh all' that was whatever
0: um, things people are using and camp, of course. Oh, uh, well, good. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask because we've managed, we've managed to, um, we've, we've managed to uh, get ten minutes of uh, about talking about this project of yours that is that's no longer running. So, um, wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so um, it's just as well people can actually get hold of the fucker after, after all of that. So um so come on let's 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 put this bastard to bed how do you spell yeah. how do you spell um guy ouais. so people can go find project yeah, Asagai? it's
3: a double s as in ass e g a i yeah
0: e g a i so ass as in kicking ass man
3: yeah
0: a double right okay so all of you listeners please go check out um it's, it's the dead project Asakai uh, yeah. w- one album but one album basically it's not going anywhere you know but um, <laughs> but but having said that I'm, one thing one advantage of, of of interviewing all you interviewing you this all this time later is that since last we spoke um you've done two shows with the legendary Newcastle band accelerator or xlr8r yes. um, so, yes, um, uh, yeah so that now, again, listeners, when I was up in Newcastle playing a strange thing, Accelerator with the biggest... Uh, with a hot ticket in Newcastle, um, and they were the metal band. Um, I mean, come on, they had a seven, eight-minute song called Mountain. You have to be a pretty hot metal band to get away with that shit. Um, so, um, and you've done two shows since the turn of the year. What's... Um, what happened there, then?
3: Well, um, basically, the first show, which is sort of... Back was kind of later last year, but um, oh, right. uh, that was some um, that was some um, uh, Mark Charlie's a singer. He he kind of got in contact, I obviously see him regularly. And he just said, Look, it's me, and my 50th birthday coming up, can we play some accelerator songs? I want to have a party. Um, and um, yeah, actually heard this from the bass player Gary. Um, and I just got back on holiday and I was like, Oh, Christ, this is his birthday in two weeks. So I was like, Oh. So I rang him and said, "Look, you know, when are you planning your party? Could we have it sort of later after your fiftieth? So that's got time to kind of get this together a bit, you know, better." And in all truth, he wouldn't have got somewhere to have his party at that late notice. So basically, we we got again. We had three practices, um, did seven songs, and the the old bass player before Gary Foley, Simon Douglas, who's the brother of the drummer Martin Douglas, he came down and did a tune and we we did the party at the rugby club in Lofale, which is a suburb of Gateshead um so it wasn't very you know it was good fun uh, but it was um you know it was like playing in a sort of glaring sort of room you know yeah uh, in front of people who were sort of like, enjoyed it were probably a bit sort of a bit amused
0: do you know what do you know what it reminds well. me of Do you know what it reminds me of It reminds me of uh, uh, it reminds me of the early days when you used to do like gigs in a classroom or something.
3: Yeah, or a village hall or something, yes, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, that's it, it was, it was like, it was, um, I mean, I was never in a school band, but, yeah, a kind of school youth club
2: yes. sort of
3: thing, so, like, yeah, it was, <laughs> in that respect, it was quite cool, so, like, yeah, it was pretty, like, you know, pumped up, you know, so, like, we we did fairly lay it down. um, the sound wasn't great, um, so after the gig, you know, we were, like, oh, you yeah, know, we were sort of buzzing a bit, um, and then, you know, I kind of, uh, I phoned Gary and I said, oh, what do you think you think we should maybe try and do another gig? And we, we, we all had a chat and, uh, you know, I think the feeling was, like it was fun to play, but we, we sort of wanted a bit more. We thought we could, like, you know, do sort of a bit more. So we booked um, a gig at Trillions, which was going to be the end of middle of December last year. Um, Trillions is the, the sort of the top rock venue in town. Um, but what happened there was we were going to do it then, but then we realised Mark Savage, his, um, him and his, his partner were, were having a, they were going to have a baby. She was having a baby, and its due date was near to then. If it came early, if Anya, she's called, came early, then we'd have to cancel the gig. So we actually moved it to March. Um, so that gave us a lot of practice time, but it was that thing we were kind of getting a bit edgy, you know. Um, Cause we had that sort of long period where we were practicing but waiting to do the gig but anyway we did the show um on march 16th and it was great yeah we ran the place so out we probably played to about 350 people, as people up the stairs so
2: that's awesome
3: um, it, yeah it went very well um i mean there's a <clears throat> a few little bits of buzz. we were probably strange actually We probably played the longest set we'd ever played when we were playing back in the day typically we were supporting bands playing 40 minutes uh, 45 minutes if we did our own show, it tended to never go much over an hour. I think the longest our last show, which was in 1997. I think we played about an hour and five or ten minutes. But this show, we did a full hour. Uh, so, yeah, it was... Um, and, you know, we kind of got people singing along with songs which we haven't really done before. And it, it was weird. It was kind of, um, you know, we'd sort of look back at things and we kind of came at it from a different viewpoint. Um because we could look back at things in hindsight and look at songs in a different way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was good. Um, so um, yeah, we're doing it again. <laughs> um, we're doing it um, December December
0: twenty first. Um, and and what about uh, what about all the old um, what about all the old demos and all the and, and all that stuff? Yeah.
3: We've- We've, the demos we revisited, um, the very first demo we did, had a song called Nothing Can Cure Now on. And our first demo is a typical first demo. Um, it's pretty pissed off. But, um, you know, there's a couple of things that we like, oh, actually, that's got potential. So We had a song called Nothing Can Cure Now, and we, we played half that song, and then it's in the same key as the song that we did uh, on our only album, uh, which is... Um, called Inner a song called Ever Changing Sky. And they're in the same key. So we actually ran those in together and that worked really well. So it was quite interesting to take, you know, a very the very first or second song that was ever written by Accelerator and play like the probably the fiftieth song that was written. Um so we we, we did that and um, we played a couple of tracks off our second demo. Um and then the third demo we did which had the song mounted on, which you mentioned before we did three tracks off of that. Uh, and then we did four tracks off um, our Inner Ocean CD, and then there was a demo we did after, which, um, which we had a lot of tracks on, It's pretty sort of rough recording, we did a couple of tracks off that, and then strangely enough, we played three tracks off the demo nobody's ever heard, because um, we did a demo, uh, and then split up six weeks later, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that was kind interesting, so then we looked at those tracks, and we're like, oh, um, yeah, we actually quite like these. So we, you know, we just kind of uh, did that. So it was like right, right from our first demo to the last demo nobody had ever heard. So, so are yeah.
0: you, and, and is there is there an accelerator like Bandcamp page or anything? Is there anywhere people can access?
3: Yeah, um, if you go on Bandcamp, put in X L R A um, R 8 r
0: That's the letter X, the letter L, the letter R, number 8 and the letter R, yeah?
3: Yeah, um, if you just play a solo band camp and um, on there we've got uh, our Inner Oceans um, album with, uh, it originally was like an eight track album and then it's got seven bonus tracks which are called from uh, our third demo and our fourth demo uh, and fifth demo, the demo nobody's heard um, and then i have got another little thing uh, we've put together just called Demolition 90 to 97 and that's just a selection of tracks uh, from you know various demos we did so you know, it's... you can uh, you can listen on there. You know, up the three times, and if you like it, you can uh, you know download it, purchase it.
0: Well, how and, and how awesome is that? What a metal name, demolition! Hey, eh? <laughs> eh? I see what you yeah. did there, mate.
3: I'll tell you actually how how I got
0: demolition. Oh, please we, do. <laughs> it's weird. There was some. I get all the,
3: in all the years since the finished Accelerator. Um, I've, I've I've sort of been the one with. The, the the online profile that's still involved in rock and metal. Uh, Martin Martin Douglas the drummer. He he plays in um uh. So he plays a lot. Of, he plays a lot of folk and sort of jazz funk and stuff like that. So he's on Facebook, but he, he wouldn't um he, you know wouldn't trigger up in a search or anything. Uh, so any kind of you know anyone who's interested in XRO, he used to be interested. You know all that kind of traffic came through me. And a guy got in contact and he goes, Oh, um, I want to get a copy. If you're in an ocean CD, he's obviously a, a, a kind of collector type of thing. So I think, um, you know, I flogged him one. there wasn't many copies left. And then he said, Oh, have you got any demos? And I think, and I said, Yeah, I can. I've got a CD, I have four demos. So I put them on a CD for him, just a blank CD, and sent them off. And then he sent me back. I do if he emailed me, he made himself a cover for the um, four demos, the 12 tracks that, that, that made up, the four demos, the first three demos. And he, he made a cover of a back train, he called it Demolition. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and I'm like, all right,
3: and I, I, I printed off my, uh, my copy he did for me, I put it out, and I, I kind of put it in the CD box. So that was pretty cool, I and mean, it's, it's not what I choose as a cover, but I thought that was really nice, he kind of made his own cover. Um, and then when it came, I kind of put it online, I thought, ah, oh, Demolition, we'll you start?
0: <laughs> so so basically the story about how you came up with the title is actually the story about how you just nicked it off somebody else.
3: Yeah, I I it off someone. Yeah. Um, and I can't, like I say I can't, like, say, can't remember, um, you know, when it was probably, you know, 10 years ago. So I'm so to get people asking, oh, have you got a copy of this track? should come see your live." And I'll have like a really crappy four track demo and I'll make it in MP3 and I'll email it <laughs> to them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, There's one actually. There's one song we we had. We were we, I was you know doing a four track demo. Of, you know this would be 25 years ago, and um,
0: well that's the I'm kind sure. of t- the kind of time I would have been living in in Newcastle
2: though.
3: Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, and um, the, I think we we had Superman two on while we were doing it, and um, General Zod, you know, was doing one of his speeches. So I think we recorded a bit of General Zod's speech and just put it in the demo for a laugh because we love General Zod. That's the sort of stuff that happens, you know. Yeah. Um, when you're just messing around, when you've got time to mess around with music, I mean, you, you'll know now, I mean, you know, doing music, you have to be really disciplined and getting people together is very hard because the people we might have got a, a jobs, they've got commitments, they could live in different parts of the country.
0: Oh, yeah, they stuff
3: do. Like, <laughs> you know, where, but, well, sorry? I,
0: I was going to say, oh, yeah, they do. I mean, I've got, I've got yes. you know, I've got the band scattered all over the place.
3: That's it. Yeah, so you've got that strategising. It's, it's really, really difficult. Everything's got to be prepared right. Whereas when you're younger, you're kind of in this continuous sort of flow of just rehearsing, gigging, you know, well, especially. Well, especially when,
0: especially when we we all just, you know, we all lived in the same area. Um, yeah. We all lived around. In, in fact, you know what's just suddenly sprung to mind? When I lived in Newcastle, that is when I bought the Suzanne Vega album, 99.9 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which, um, I, I, if you remember, we always used to get, um, you know, we always used to get obsessed with, like, particular albums or stuff. Um, I don't
3: remember, maybe you kept this quiet because it wasn't metal, although it was a secret non-metal
0: purchase. No, no, because yeah. there, there was... <laughs> um, uh, uh, the The, Mind bomb made it into, like, uh, the... Uh, the the non-metal purchases and there was like and I bought nine inch nails broken at the time as well um, yes cuz we were doing strange thing it was there wasn't you know we you know it wasn't um totally metal um no, but, no. but but the weird thing is I got that album and um totally fell in love with it and and as did everybody in the band you know we were all like oh this is this is great and um um on that album is a song called blood makes noise and we're doing a cover version of it um, and uh, it's it's on the new, it's on the new Acid Rain album that comes out in September.
3: This, this is a Suzanne Vega track, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah.
3: That, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's a great thing to do because taking you know, a left, feel feel like Judas Priest, did Dance and Rush, Brian Joe Bears, you know. Green Man, Alicia. Yeah, that's that's, that's really cool. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd know the song, and you'll probably make it your own song. Great. Well, we've
0: totally made it our own song. Um, also, sent it to her. She loves it, and she guests on it, which is fucking awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
3: That's brilliant, and she's just done a bit of vocals and that. Yeah.
0: Well, basically, I got her just to say one line, which is "There's a ringing in my ear." Um, because, yeah. because she's like over, you know, uh, there's no way she was going to go into a studio and like, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and also, yeah. also, as I'm sure you can imagine, after what we've done to her song, her voice doesn't really, um, her voice doesn't really yeah. suit it. Um, so we've, um, we've got, her uh, just on the intro, but, uh, but yeah, I pinged her the demo and she absolutely loved it and was like, get, get me a personal email address and said, look, you know, can you send me this as soon as possible? I am. And that was over of a course. year ago, and I've just kept her informed about how the recording was going, and then um, right. asked her if she'd guessed on it, and she was like, "Yeah, that'd be really cool." So we've Brilliant. done it, and uh, and it's going to come out as a single as well um, uh, before the end of the year. So um, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll, t- I'll 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 send you um I'll send you our um our version of it. In fact, I've got I can send you the um, the album if you want. Well, honestly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's we're all mastered and finished now
3: right brilliant where did you where did you
0: record this um it was down in um um Bridgend, wales um at jace lewi's studio uh, Northstone. This, where,
3: where you did the um uh, where did the first or two tracks
0: um, it's, yeah, it's where we did, yeah it's where it's where we did the man who became himself which was um yeah. a very very difficult recording session but um but jace you know pulled pulled through and and at that time we thought do you know what we'll use this guy for the album because he just like, you know, re- really put in way over the top hours to make it work for brilliant. us, which was, which was brilliant. And he's done the same with the album. Um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll send you a link to download from are you or, you know, can, can you handle that? Or are you too much of a technophobe? <laughs> I, 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 I'll,
3: I'll manage it, I think. How, how many tracks are on it then, your
0: album? Um, 10, including the cover version. Right.
3: Um, and the, the two, the two singles that he that did uh, like a few years ago, they're not on that.
0: No, they're going to come out on something else. Um, right, cool. But um, That's yeah,
3: great. It's great. It's all done, and obviously they've got your deal hooked up. And yeah,
0: uh, yeah, it's all um, it's all ready to rock, man. But anyway, look. Did the videos done or anything? Or. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was just about to say this. Um, this interview is not supposed to be you interviewing me. Um, yes, That's we're going to, to record some videos in July. It's all right. You don't have to apologise. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, cool. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: But um, I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to kind of s- sort of change gear slightly and, and talk about um, Ed, the guitar uh, teacher, um, because it, that gives you a kind of unique window into um, kids coming up, learning guitar, what they want to learn, their attitudes. That you know and and you know basically what's it like educating millennials do you shout at them and do they cry (laughs) (laughs) um
3: yeah i mean i've I've been teaching guitar now uh often on nearly um it's come up 25 30 years um i've taught really heavily really intensely since the early noughties so um yeah i mean you get different um Periods uh, when I was doing bits of guitar teaching in rock schools in the 90s, obviously it was things like Oasis uh, were like a big, you know, thing. Then that had obviously got a lot of people interested in guitar. I remember a sort of Marilyn Manson period, um, uh, sort of late night. if Some kids were into that when I was working with them. Uh, then obviously the Darkness was a band that got. Kids into guitar, I think, got people into rock again, and got them listening to things like AC/DC, and Maiden, like the, the dance sort of gateway band. Yeah. Um, there was a kind of little new metal phase when my was is for lessons, he's to learn Corn. But there was stuff like there was Lost Prophets.
0: Um, oh God, don't mention uh, don't mention Lost Prophets. Yeah. That's like saying yeah, that's, that's like weird, saying yeah. that's like saying Hamlet. That is to an actor. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, um, hang yeah, on, lad, let, yeah. hang on. Let me let me just stop you there because you are a classic heavy metal guitarist, no doubt about it, very much in the classic mould of classic heavy metal. Yeah, hard rock and, then, I mean, but
3: but hard rock and trad metal. Hard,
0: yeah. hard, mock, hard rock and trad metal. But then for a kid to come and say, right, you know, I want to learn this, and gives you some corn as it, you must be like, how the fuck? Do, it's, I mean, do you just like, do you just go, right, okay, I guess I need to learn yeah. this and turn around. But, and, and, but you must be, phys- I can just imagine you playing corn. And just looking like uncomfortable and just wincing like you've like sucked a lemon or something. Do you know what I mean? I mean it's
3: that long ago. I can't remember a I'm sure I'm calling you maybe like you maybe have to go, right, it's this tune like this, we're just gonna have to you know, slacken the strings and you know, it's difficult to remember. You get different things. I've learned. the strokes for people, I've learnt um you know, a lot of things and songs you have to say to people, look, this maybe isn't exactly right. Um, there's not time in a lesson to get this exactly right. Um, uh, I like, I've learned quite a bit of country pop. There's a guy I teach, and he, he's a, a rocker, but he loves kind of uh, folk as um, a band called Show of Hands. Uh, guys on the tip of my tongue, it'll come back to me. Uh, British folk. Um, and then there's some funny tuning Sometimes I can't get. that, so sometimes I'm just arranging the the, the, the chords and the standard tuning. But there's all sorts of stuff, um, you know, that can be sprawling you to learn. Or you're just teaching people stuff from your repertoire. Um, but I don't teach a massive amount of um, metal and rock, you know, or have a selection of riffs, because most people are into that. You know, a lot of less, you know, they may be into, um, you know, Like an indie band, or they're into I don't know.
0: um, So you don't you you don't put yourself out. So you don't put yourself out there as a as like a heavy metal guitar teacher. It's just no. I mean,
3: I put myself out as someone who teaches different styles. So I'm like, you know, I teach you rock, metal, country, pop, jazz. I mean, jazz. You know, I don't know like a lot of jazz standards, but I know the kind of chords. The, the the basic chords and the more advanced chords are used and they're used in guitar grades quite a lot um, so I know those so uh, you know you, you sort of put yourself across a, a kind of broad broader spectrum I think a lot of guitarists are on YouTube now when they will be selling their sort of guitar style um, and you know Skype lessons the person will be paying for their their style It'll be like, right, I'm going to get a, a Skype lesson off from, um, you know, one of these, these guys, sort of rock fusion shredders. And, you know, I want those chops and that insight. Where you know, around Newcastle, you know, the way I'm advertising, you know, there, there might be, like, someone with a, a six-, seven-year-old, you know, wants to try and start guitar, and then we're just going to do some simple one-string riffs, you know, arrangements of yeah. riffs or tunes, um, you know, like younger children, I did quite a lot of film themes, you know, Harry Potter, <laughs> Star Wars,
2: right. stuff that,
3: that they recognise. Um, here's uh, the riff of um, Seven Nation Army, but we're we'll just doing it. Because the Seven Nation Army is the most popular riff. It's the smoke on the water of the last 10 years.
0: Oh, right. What, is, it, what is that Seven Nation Army?
3: It's, it's white stripes.
0: Oh, yeah, that right. Was the,
3: that, that was the big riff of ten years oh, ago. Oh, is that the right. do
2: do yeah, The
3: Smoke on the Water riff, the, the Smoke on the Water is the, the, the original riff that, you know, everyone plays. Then, yeah. then it became...
0: Enter Sandman?
3: I would and the Sandman. Um, although that's not as popular, then it obviously Smells Like Teen Spirit was the second. That was the new Smoke on the Water. Then Enter Sandman was the new Smoke on the Water. And then, obviously, Seven Nation Army now. Um, I don't know what the new riff is. I mean... There's another one, I can't think of it, but um, there's always a risk that just everyone, the stairway, I suppose, no stairway. Yeah. Um, That's a different animal, though. I mean, that's, you know, finger-picking is a different thing, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, all all, i like um, come, I just started, a a guy came for a a lesson the other night, and he, he taught himself some stuff already, and we did... Uh, I just showed him a progression, he uses bar chords, and then he wanted to look at soloing. So we worked on uh, a couple of scale positions and uh, string bends, and you know, uh, you, you just sort of, uh, yeah, you just kind of got to have a broad spectrum because you've got to be able to make a decision on what's right for that pupil in that lesson. If someone comes for a lesson, you've got one lesson, maybe two, to sort of convince them that you're the person if they don't enjoy the first lesson, they might go, I'll try another one. If that's not happening for them, they've gone, you lost the pupil. Um, Whereas those first couple of lessons are going really well. They could be coming for the next five, six years, you know. Yeah. Um, So, but I don't teach, you know, I don't teach a massive, you know, amount of, um, metal strata do, um, but it just depends, depends on the pupil and what their, their sort of taste is, you know.
0: Yeah, because that is that is obviously yeah. Metal covers a, a huge range of um,
3: yeah, uh, it is, a, yeah. Of different
0: types of, of metal and all the rest of it. Um, yeah,
3: it's a massive genre.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and you you and I are are, are old enough to remember when um, when it was just metal. There, there, that was it. That was it. It was, was, just, it. There was one was just, one yeah. fucking genre.
3: That was it. When I was talking about that yesterday, um, uh, about like how metal, you know, it was just metal. And when you looked at it, really, it wasn't, but, you know, you have a denim jacket from 1982 and i will have, like, you know, Rush, Death Blackbirds.
0: ACDC. Um,
3: ACDC, status quo. Black Sabbath. And
0: status quo, yeah. yeah. You, you, but back then, I mean, back yeah. then, you would have 12 gold bars or something like that would be, yeah, and, you, you would, and and be in a like collection. Yeah, it would,
3: not that's a heavy album. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's heavy enough and that's just, you know, you just call it metal um, and uh, then you kind of get sort of the first Englands of kind of glam metal, hair metal, and then that's the, yeah. the sort of a bit of a, a sub-genre. And then thrash. I mean, I think thrash metal is the first thing to be defined by the media and the bands to define themselves. Yeah, we are thrash metal. We're not like those guys. Um yeah, it There's was an the- opposition to hair metal and pop, you know, the pop yeah. sort of metal elements. And then, then you get funk metal, new metal, Crunch, which has got elements of metal, certainly Alice, and, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, and, you know, uh, industrial metal, it goes on from there, doesn't it? But where you go metal, off, you go off. A heavier version
0: of yeah. Flash. You, um, you get into thousands of genres, and as I've mentioned uh, many times, because the, the thing is, you get so-and-so metal, so-and-so metal, so-and-so metal, and then at some point, the word metal changes to core and you know you go from death metal to 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 deathcore and and of course not to forget as always mentioned on the podcast naturecore um what's nature what's naturecore naturecore is songs about um uh, mother earth and the environment right but
3: done in the sort of hardcore
0: death metal style well, well you basically I, I don't know i don't know I, I i couldn't tell you mate i don't know if 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 you have yeah. to play a certain kind of music, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know whether... That, well, the lyrics aren't going to make you um, nature core, are they? Because if you have all those kind of lyrics and your music is, you know, a lot lighter, you're not... Nature core aren't going to let yeah. you in, you know? But yeah. presumably, if you're pretty heavy yeah. and you're singing about Mother Earth and, you know, how much I love that oak tree and shit like that, then... Um, That's weird. I, yeah, exactly. It's... It is but it's...
3: But like metal bands, have always sung about like the destruction of the planet. It's always been a staple of the metal lyric, going back to Sabbath, you
0: know. Well, without actually, a doubt, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is. I mean, and I, I, I mean, I, I, there's a song on one of the Testament albums when Thrash was on the wane. I might have been practicing what you preach, which is just you know. Well, actually, I th- that was a, that was around a time when Thrash really started to eat itself. You know, it was it was stagnating. There was no originality. Um, you know, every every thrash band now had a ballad and a song about inverted commas Mother Earth" on it on their like yes, you know third yeah. or fourth album, and people say that death metal killed thrash, and I was like, well, no, I think thrash kind of fucking blew its own brains out. Um, and then there's the other people who say thrash never died. Well, you know, it went into a fucking coma. Um, yeah. Uh, but it was yeah, it was a lack of originality rather than rather than like genres coming along and and eating up other genres. I think other genres appear yeah. and are just more interesting to what else yeah. is around. You know what I mean?
3: It's it's fascinating that that you know you get something like thrash in 1983, 1984, It's like this splintering thing. What's this? You know, metallic, this anthrax, mega death. Then eighty six, the watershed. You know. And then, like you're saying, by, for a band like Testament, and they did two albums after Practice What You Preach, um, I mean...
0: Well, they did, you know, they did a shed load of
3: Yeah, they are saying, oh, it's on the way now. It's just amazing to think it's just such a short period. And then, obviously, Metallica, the Black album, they don't make a thrash, you know. Yeah. They don't make a thrash album at all. Um, yeah, it's like you saying about the core thing before, people describe, like, metal core, like... Um, Bands like a bullet for my valentine having metalcore elements i suppose that's the the, the F sort of screamo thing is the the hardcore
0: element in it well they're they're a really um, they're a really good example because the first album um which i have and um uh w- was fantastic i liked i like bullet for my valentine when they came, came. out yeah. yeah i mean they had the, the, their debut ep was good um, the first album is um is great um, and there's real nods to like stuff like Ride the Lightning and Metallica on there. And, you know, Sneepy's gone for a really sort of old school Metallica sound. It sounds great. And the thing is that um, it, it, it all kind of, you know, it, well, for me, it all went wrong after that. You know, it was it was like it was it went huge. And the decision to, um, I don't know, maybe write for an audience rather than just continuing to, you know, write heavy stuff. Um, yes. and and it's and it changed direction, but that's a very important album because I think the age we are, we don't realize what an impact that had on a certain generation. That is, you know, Bullet for My yeah. Valentine are are you know a certain generation's Iron Maiden. That you know they yeah. they are yeah, that they are, big. Yeah, yeah.
3: interesting. And I was talking about the guitar lessons before. That was another band era was Bullet for My Valentine Tridium era. Yeah. Sort of about a lot of people going to Buddha Valentine on the second album, you know, come a bit late to it. Uh, and around that time trillion trillion did the crew's fake which, again fans, I think, turned some people off because it had not less of the scream mode, it was more a lot of it was that We Are the Fire um a song and the the Buddha from Valentine and those were like popular bands again, uh uh gateway bands for people getting into guitar, exploring yeah. that or maybe not, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm, without a doubt. And then I think the next, the next band after that is Bring Me the Horizon. Um,
3: never, I'm sorry, they've never come across the radar in a, a lesson that I don't really know. That's just they are a kind of popular band, aren't they? They do, have done very well.
0: They, they are. And they've done really well. And I've followed their career. I've, it's quite interesting because I mean, they're for me. The first one or two albums are virtually unlistenable. I mean, there's no, there's no actual kind of discernible song structures or anything. It's just. It's right. Just horrendous, but um, they they get they get uh, mellower and mellower as they go on. I mean, and the last album is basically a, a, a pretty much a pop album, um, right. and, but, and they're and you they're know. fucking huge, and they seem to be yeah. they seem to be able to take a, a metal fan base, and they seem to be seem to have taken them on this journey of different kind of of music, and they're now doing something that is just totally different to what they started out doing. But they've still seem to have taken their fan base with them on that journey. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous.
3: It's how do you do that? How <coughs> does the band do that? Because so many bands don't do that. And they want to do it, can't or don't for some reason. It's some weird sort of timing thing. It's time. I think the band makes us changes, and the audience is at the right time to move. That. And it's just, you couldn't time so it. It's inexact, you know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You can't because it's, because it's, mm. you know, it's, well, it's art, you know, there are, there are no rules and there there's no kind of, you know, there's no mathematical equation. Um, mm. uh, I mean, it's like my, my, like my old manager used to say to me, the hardest bit is getting your band signed because there's no, there's no plan for that. Once you're on a label and you've got, you know, you've got an album out, there's plans, there's ways of keeping you on a label and keeping you at a certain level. But Yes, yeah, but the hardest thing to do in the first place is actually get a deal because it's so tough to get anything, um... uh, yeah, yeah, it but it's but the um, yeah, I'm just go back to um, uh, bring me uh, bring me the rise, and there's there's also there's also um, the singer has a clothing chain, and you know, the, yeah. it's it, it, it's it's I think the appeal is almost like a brand, you know, bands as brands, you yeah, know, it, it, it's. <laughs>
3: That's come from rap. I mean, corn had the, the sort of rap metal look with, you yeah. know, the sportswear, didn't they? Yes. I mean, that's,
0: come on, that's come on, sportswear. Brands. Sportswear, say it like you mean it. like shell suits.
3: Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, big, the big-ass pants. I remember in the race, it must have been the early days of sort of the rap, new metal crossover, I don't know, but, like, some guys came in, possibly, like, you know... Um, 'Cause I had like big, you know, pantaloons on or something and 90s or something, I don't know. But it was uh, it was funny, but um yeah, the um the, the idea of having your clothing brand thing that yeah, that comes from, you know, rap music. You know? I mean like Liam Gallagher's got his clothing pretty green, isn't it? Yeah. Um it's diversifying um what you do so like you say, branding, making uh, you know, uh, making the, the band uh, a brand name and
2: extending it into other things, you
0: know. Well, if you look at, yeah. if you look at all of the bands that, uh, that, that you and I have in common that we like, without a doubt, I mean, you know, um, uh, well, I think the ultimate example is the fact that um, uh, Megadeth, whose main man, Dave Mustaine, is clean and sober, um, have um, a beer. And he he doesn't mind um, you know repping it and and pushing it, and I think well, really that I that's
3: another that beer yeah yeah
0: yeah um, and um, I can't remember what it's called but you know um, you know every band if you think about it they've got a whiskey they've got a they've got a beer um, mm. basically if you can put your logo on it because that's re- that's repli- basically it's 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 earning while you sleep isn't it. That's the old, the old music yeah. business was you would earn while you sleep. You know, you'd, there'd be people out yeah. there buying records somewhere. Well, that's gone. So what, uh, you know, and, and when we talking about bands as brands, it's, it's literally that it's like, well, you know, what can we, what can we put our logo on that yeah. we think our audience would like? Because nothing is off limits anymore. Um, no. And that's what we're going to go with, you know, and, and I do get it to be honest, you know, the, uh, the uh when our new album comes out we're going to be doing an acid rain iron lung <laughs> 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 um, i've i've thought about it um, but it is it's just it is just that is that development but like you said as well the you know the, the when corn sort of you know brought that to metal i think it's it's that, but but again, I suppose that's it's an image which is nothing nothing new. I mean, you know, we we, no, all, we no. all said about Metallica when they first came out that their image was not having an image.
3: Yeah, you but know, it sure was because people, kids, you know, you get your But I mean, it, it's an interesting thing actually with the Metallica and you old I mean, new album image. I mean, it, it's like fans can dress like the band. I'm mean, going to get myself some skinny jeans, some white baseball boots, yeah, a metal t-shirt, and a denim jacket, and that's the thing with the hair band, it's like I can't afford the costume designer, you know. <laughs> um, it is an interesting thing. It's like I was thinking with pop artists, when Madonna came out, I always had this conversation with my wife, she's like, Madonna, and now I've got a lot of respect for Madonna. And Madonna, those early things, it's all DIY, the clothes she's wearing, and you can go and copy that. Um, you know, a, a young teenager could go and get clothes like that and doctor it, and they, they could look like Madonna. And now the pop artists are so proffered. They'd have you know really expensive designer clothes to have ridiculous yeah. stylists, uh, the budget, and it's just not that's not something that the audience can. It just becomes an aspirational thing for an audience, not something tangible. I, I was just I was just
0: going to say yeah, but also I think the other side of that is we're we're now crossing over on what we were talking about before, which is bands as brands. It's like yeah, yeah, it's designer because. That designer is paying that artist a shitload of money to wear it and again yeah, it comes back yeah, yeah. and again all of that comes back to the revenue is not in selling you music, so
3: Yeah, it's you know. selling you and no. so, yeah, three hundred and sixty so, degree model, as it were. Well yeah. it well also
0: also if you think about it, what what's happened there is instead of your band being your brand, you are now selling somebody else's brand. You've become a reseller. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. You're not even selling your own brand, you're selling some fucking designer who's paying you to, to, to wear that shit or paying you to put that stuff on Instagram.
3: Yeah. It's, it's like eating stuff. I was going to say, when we talked about beer before, obviously the first band I spotted selling beer was Maiden, and Maiden, they're one of the classic, brilliant brands in metal, the best thing Maiden, two brilliant things Maiden did, is they never changed their logo. They did adapt it slightly. Every Maiden album generally has their logo across the top. It's a brilliant logo. And obviously they had Eddie on every cover. And like, the, there must have been pressure to change that when things weren't as, as hot as I'm saying in the mid-90s and that. They never did, and that, you know, it's like AC/DC wants to settle on the Lightning logo. It didn't change it, and it's like, if you've got a great logo, don't change the logo. You know, yeah. make sure it's, like, bold on the cover. I mean, one of my favorite, my favorite band, I love Priest, and Priest had a cracking logo on the second and the third albums, and then they changed it for the classic logo. But they did go away from that a couple of times. Um, but, you know, uh, you've got to keep that logo. Van the classic Van Halen logo, the VH. It looks brilliant on a T-shirt. It fills a whole T-shirt. It's great on a um, chain, you know, things like that. Um, uh, every band, you know, all those bands you grew up on, they all had great logos. And you were kind of gutted when they didn't use the logo, you know. Uh, and for any band, you know, once you've got a logo, you know, refine it. Um, you might get some of the di- slightly different version of it, but keep that logo and it's essential. For them. Yeah. I think for metal anyway, it's just in, in in rock land, in metal land, it's just, it's solid gold really if you've got a good
0: one. Well, Metallica changed theirs over the years, but they've kind of, yeah. and then they, but then they went back to their old logo. And, yeah. And, and, and then it's slightly, you know, they have see again uh, as a, as a band. They've always they've always kind of fucked with the laws of of metal and the music industry because they yes, become so big. The
2: laws
3: of metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, well, they, they, they thought they were a pressing plan, didn't they? They thought they were a pressing plan for the last album, That's um, awesome.
0: which, which was Hardwired, was the biggest selling vinyl album of I think twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen, whenever it came out. Was it? right, remember. right. Guess how many wow. copies big, The biggest selling Biggest selling uh, Worldwide album That year On vinyl Guess well, how, many how many copies
3: so That's interesting start. I don't know
0: Yeah you know. Well I shall tell you one million. One
3: million vinyl albums Wow That's yeah. amazing is isn't it I mean that's like Serious Serious money Because the vinyl's expensive Well, well it's, it's a It's a big depressing. double
0: It's a big double Fucking like, album as well
3: Yeah the thing is, like, it's, uh, to press it, if you're doing a short run the vinyl, it's very expensive, but once you get into big numbers, so Metallica, I wonder what their first pressing was, I don't know, but that's amazing to I mean, to sell that many. But again, that's, again, the audience, the rock audience. Metal audience will go out and get the vinyl now. Um, yeah. And, and multiple formats because of that fan uh, fan uh, loyalty obsession, you know, with having the complete thing.
0: Yeah, the, com- yeah. the completists, they'll be out there, yeah, trying to grab as much as they can on, on any format they can. Well, I'd yeah. say, I say fill your boots. while while you know, I mean, funnily enough, I went to see our new label um, on Friday and was going around the, uh, was going around the warehouse and they've got two warehouses, one for physical product. Well, one for music product, one for merch. And I was walking yes. through this, this massive warehouse. Wow. And, and, and um, I was with the, the label owner and I was, and, and he said like, you know, People still buy this, don't they? And he just looked at me and he went, yeah, worldwide, people still buy physical products. I mean, look around you. And he was like, I mean, huge warehouse. Every metal name you can think of, I was walking past, they had a license to do something for them. But also, right across it, and Suzanne, I found a Suzanne Vega compilation in, in a that they distribute. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. But you're right. saying that you know people do still buy physical products, and two of the um, distributors for our label, um, one in South America and one in Russia, have come back and said they want to do a native release of our album, and they want and they want to um, they want to include cassette. So, yeah, um, the cassette thing I just don't get this. I don't. This
3: um, I don't. It's the cassette thing because. No. It's just, anyway... Weird. It's, just, yeah. it's just
0: the word. It's basically, it's the worst... It's all right, Ed, you can say it. It's the worst yeah. format ever. And yeah, the only is. decent thing you should do, if you f- you can find a load of cassettes, the first thing you should do is make a little fire out of them because they burn yeah. really well.
3: I mean, cassettes were great when I was a teenager. I, I used to get the vinyl, tape it, and put it on the Walkman. I mean, it's a light. Yeah. You know, that was like your iPod back then. Yeah, but, great. And I actually didn't listen to the vinyl that much because... What the portability the but but I'm not. I don't listen to vinyl. I've got a record player, but it's just not sort of, I put the CD on in the car. I still like the CD format. Um, uh, you know, if it's some, um, uh, you know, it's a good mastering and it's done well on a, you know, a nice system. I think it sounds good. But um, yeah, but they're doing the cassettes. That's crazy.
0: CD in the car, mate. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate yeah, test, yeah. really, for 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 anything. Because any decent album is going to make you go, oh fucking hell, that's tasty. And and yeah, and, and yeah, like even when yeah. you're driving, and you've only got you've you know you're, you're only paying it twenty percent, but when you know when something fucking you know really makes itself known to you, if when you're driving, yeah. that's when you know that uh, that you've got yourself an album.
3: Uh, I think people don't realize, particularly in the modern age, any kind of album after you know sometime in 1990 is recorded digitally. Um, it'll be be recorded using um. Computer software. So any modern album, its natural home is in the digital format of the compact yes. disc. Yeah, they're yeah, not, absolutely. Not it's not streaming or download because they're like pre-compressed or got some sort of algorithm or something to do. And it's got better and everything, but it's not. It's still not like the exact. When if you get a modern album on vinyl, great, but it will have been recorded digitally. You know, if you get an old album. A reissue that's been sourced from original analog tapes from the 70s that could sound potentially great as vinyl because that's how it's meant to be listened to um that's how it's been recorded you know uh is analog you know so the, you know the format you listen to can sort of depend to me on when the album was recorded what the it was from you
0: know yeah no i i, I totally agree um and funnily enough ha- having um recorded recently there was um, I don't know how do I say it? it. Well, we we were determined to have. We wanted to do something that would. Um, I don't know that would still be, um, kind of organic. But there's no way you're going to get around using Pro Tools. Yes. Yeah. So we so we've got we've got quite an org- organic gr- uh, drum sound, and we've gone for a, a proper old school kind of like bottom end, and we've gone for. We've gone for size as opposed to, um, I guess that's the big difference production-wise. We've gone for we we have kind of gone for the old make it sound huge, as opposed to uh, uh, make it sound clean. Because there's do you, do you know what I yeah. mean? That, that that modern clean metal production where everything yeah. where or as 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 Stan calls it um, laptop metal. Yeah.
3: yeah, well, when people like Of ice I have really clicky quantized double kick drums and things like yeah I, I don't like i know totally what i can totally kind of hear, hear it here yes. what my have yes
0: well basically another another sign of that, that sorry another sign of that kind of production is where there's more bottom end on the guitar than there is on the bass you can hear the bass but there's yes. but there's no there's it has no impact you're hearing it you're not feeling it it doesn't the, the frequencies are basically separated so you can hear this nice, really clean bass. But there's something wrong with that. It cleans everything up too much. Yes, yeah.
3: So you, you've gone for more natural open bar end.
0: Well, well, I, I, yeah, I, I will. yeah, I'll tell you what, mate, that's a really good place to leave it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sort a link out for you and ping you over a link to the new album. Um, I sure, I sure have a And what? But also, I have um, uh, uh, some questions from you, from uh, patron subscribers. So, if you can stay there, I'll say goodbye for now and thank you very much for joining me six months later. And then we'll get in some other questions. Right.
3: All right. Awesome. Right. Top.
0: And there you go. That is my chat with my wonderful friend, Mister Ed Box. Truly, an informed voice in metal. Um. and do do track down Accelerator and uh, Project Asagai and um, and all the Vendetta as well. Which uh, I mean, there's two or three albums out by um, uh, by Vendetta, which are absolute total classic shredding metal. Not thrash, but if you are more a fan of like you know, just good solid traditional fucking metal, they will well and truly fill your boots. They will indeed. Now, one thing. I have noticed about podcasts is that the last section, right? This section now that you're listening to, yes, this one right here, right now, in your ears, is where um, people go on and on saying, like, "Oh, you know, thanks for listening, and you guys are the best, and all the rest, and, and all the rest of it." You may, you know, like I do all the time, and um, I just thought. I don't like being like everybody else, do I? So, um, so instead, I wanted to say, um, uh, fuck you all. Um, you know, uh, I haven't got as many listeners as, uh, as I'd like. Uh, you've all fucked up there. Um, you're a pack of cunts. And, um, you know, whether you listen again or not, I couldn't give a shit. I'm going to fucking do this. Um, and, you know, if you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Um, in fact, if you don't like it, what the fuck are you doing listening to this bit? Um, but in all seriousness, quite. Go on, go on. I, I can't. I can't be horrible forever. I really can't. I fucking can, but I just choose not to. Um, so, guys, seriously, thank you. Thank you to those of you who listen. Thank you to those of you who sign up a Patreon. Thank you to those who tell people about the podcast, who spread the word. Please do follow me on Twitter. Um, it's at Talking Bollocks, all one word with a Z on the end instead of an S. Um, Facebook is the same same spelling. Uh, Facebook um, talking bollocks. You fucking find it. You know you'll see the flaming mic. But more importantly, guys, please tell people about the podcast. Please do. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but Jesus Christ, iTunes reviews absolutely smoking. I've got to mention that again. Fucking twenty eight reviews and an average of four point eight out of five. You cunts. Why is it not five? Obviously, I'm joking. Um, seriously, that is that is just fucking awesome. So thank you so much. Um, but like I said, please do. You guys are the only resource I've got to spread the word on this. So it's vitally important that you, you get behind me and help us out. And if that means when you're around at somebody's house and, you, and they've left their phone line around or they've left a laptop line around or they've left a tablet line around and it's open, just pick it up, find the podcast app, open that app, Type in Talking Bollocks and subscribe the fucker. You've done them a favour. And you've done me a favour too. And, you know, if you happen to be at a gig, shout bollocks. And if you hear somebody shout bollocks at a gig, shout bollocks back. And then the other one shouts back Talking Bollocks. And we all shout Talking Bollocks together. And you know there's bollockers in the house, motherfucker. So, guys, always a pleasure, never a chore, really enjoying, um, really enjoying this as always, um, and by this time next month, when you hear the next podcast, um, yeah, there'll be, you'll, you'll know all about the new Acid Rain album, you'll know when it's getting released, you will know the album title, you'll know the track listing, and you will also have seen the artwork, wow, but that it's all in the future, and there's a lot of you listening to this who can give a fuck about Acid Rain, so that's absolutely fine, there you go, the next podcast is just going to be a long next month for you guys, and you know, completely irrelevant what I'm doing with the band, so um, uh, guys, always a pleasure, please do hit me up, any any questions, anything, tell me about your albums that are good but aren't memorable, the ones that, are, that you like when you're playing but you forget to play them, and all of that shit, tell me who you'd like, you'd like to have on the, the, the podcast as well, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear, I mean I'll completely ignore you, but it'd be interesting to hear, I won't, I'll see if, I'll see what I can do, I'll see what I can do, do you remember that when you were a kid, you know, we'll see, it's what your parents always used to say, we'll see, which actually was parent code for no, not a fucking chance, they just hope that you'd forget to ask ever again, um, yeah, well that. Although I would imagine that most that there's more there's more parents listening to this than fucking children that's for sure. Anyway guys, thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Catch up with you next month.
2: See ya.